episode 60. Thank you to the greatest listeners and fans in the world for making this possible. Thank you for the greatest guests for making this possible. 60 shows, and we're going to keep coming at you with more. So much fun ahead. But my name is Matt Brown. I'm about to fuck you up with some truth. Let's start the show. to join us. My name is Matt Brown and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. It is an amazing Monday, March 29th, 2021. Also, shout out to Jake Wright, who is in our cold open today as he performed Mr. Brightside in front of a bath spa in the UK back in 2011. I hope you're doing well. You are one talented individual. Final few days of March are already here. I literally swear it was March 1st just a few days ago. But hey, we are going to end on top of this month one way or the other. So don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasted platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to download episodes. And also, please leave us a review. Also, check us out on the Productive Conversations Podcast website, ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. Check out all exclusive content regarding this podcast. Every single podcast is on the site. All our videos, all our blogs, and other great things regarding the Productive Conversations Podcast. And what are those other great things? Well, you could check out our merchandise store, whether in the link below in the episode description page or go to ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com slash merchandise. You can see what we have to offer in selling our merch thanks to our friends at Zazzle. The best apparel, the best office supplies the best things to get you through your day is all available on zazzle.com and don't forget that every single item has a promo code just look at the promo code on the individual item write it at checkout 
and enjoy all the exclusive merchandise regarding the Productive Conversations podcast. And also don't forget to check us out in the world of social media. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast. We're on Twitter at Proud Convo Pod. We're on TikTok at Productive Conversations. And check out all the amazing things we have to offer in the world of social media. So, yes, it is the final week of March. In fact, in the middle of the week, it's going to be April 1st. This Thursday, it's April 1st. How about that? My goodness. I just thought the year started a few weeks ago, but we're already finishing up the first quarter of the year already, so... Let's continue, can, let's continue to do our parts to end this pandemic, socially distance, wear a mask, have good hygiene. I will be signing up for a vaccine in the state of Connecticut this Monday. And, well, it, it's going to be just really exciting. A week from today, I could sign up for the vaccine, do my part to help end this pandemic. And I know all most of you will too. So please, please do the right thing. Get a vaccine once you're eligible. And let's beat this thing once and for all. Baseball is starting on Thursday. We're going to have an MLB preview show. So I have some guests lined up. And I will let you all know once they confirm with me. But we're going to talk baseball at the end of the week. We have the... Final Four this weekend. We have the Masters next week. We have WrestleMania next weekend as well. So good things coming up in the world of sports. Oscar season is upon us as well. And it's just spring. You know, this time last year, we are bunkered up in our homes. And even though we're not completely out of the woodworks yet, we're just about done to beat this pandemic once and for all. So let's keep doing our part and being safe. And also stick around after my interview today because I had one of the best experiences I've had in years going to the live studio audience of Saturday Night Live. What a humbling, incredibly profound experience for someone like me who loves television, loves television production, and who loves Saturday Night Live especially. This was worth the wait. So... I'll go into detail how that experience went. But before that, we're going to talk with the one-of-a-kind man known as Joseph Yankis. Joe Yankis is one of the most fascinating people I ever met. He's a former pledge brother of mine. He is one talented individual. He is one of the best voices I've ever heard. Like His voice is up there in coolness with like a Howard Stern and the Honest Trailer guy the actual guy who does trailers. I mean, um, he could be a voice actor. That's how how unique his voice is. And you're going to enjoy it for about 75 minutes in this great interview that me and him have. But we have a lot of laughs. We have a lot of deep talks. Talking about glow-up journeys. Talking about him being an Uber driver. And, man, you want to hear some great stories. Check that out. And... We just talk about a lot of other great things to be productive, and he, I plan on having him on a regular basis after speaking with him on the show with his great brain, fascinating ideas, and so many good ideas that he's able to come up with. And he is one unique individual, I will give that. There's no one like Joe Yankis, but... It seems that he's really matured since I last talked to him. He's really come of age, and I'm very proud to see how far he's come. And 
getting the chance to catch up with him. So with that, Joe Yankis, it's your turn. Let's get to it. He is one of a kind. He is a pleasure to be around, and he brings a lot of good vibes and a great amount of energy. We are so lucky today because the Productive Conversations podcast has one of my old pledge brothers and one of the more entertaining people I've gotten to know out of college. His name is Joe Yankis. Yankis, what's going on, buddy? Welcome to the Productive Conversations podcast. Thank you, Mr. Matt Brown. <laughs> Dude, well, how you been doing, man? What you been up to? You before we started this podcast, right before we were recording, you told me you actually didn't have not you know, you actually had a pretty good 2020. So tell me what you've been up to and what's going on for the future for Mr. Joe Yankis. So, it, you, you know, you got everything is relative, right? So um, I for all intents and purposes, didn't really have a great 2019. So, you know, you juxtapose that against 2020 <laughs> and uh, it, it's it's all about perspective. But I was also thinking about how this is this is probably uh, the most fertile ground for doing a, uh, a podcast, especially with an old buddy, because we haven't really talked at length for a few years. So, we sort of, you know, we, as far as podcasts go, like like we, we could fill three X the amount of podcast time that you have today. <laughs> just catching up in general but obviously you know that i don't even need to be you know talking about the recent past to just fill the air with <laughs> you know noise but um yeah i mean i'm i'm i gotta say i'm pretty proud of where how far you've come as well because you know like you were i, I gotta say you like as far as like our pledge class and just people i knew at school you were fairly shy when i first met you and Look at you! You you have a you have a, a podcast now. You're, you're in it. You what what is this? This is like I'm number sixty. Like number sixty, Joe. You're number sixty. Big milestone for us. So. Sixty on your way to a hundred. On your way to a thousand. So, I mean, you know, Joe Rogan, watch out. Seriously, oh man, thank you for those kind words, Joe. Seriously, <laughs> that means a lot. And yeah, I guess I you know, I felt I always had this persona of putting myself out there within me. But it really took it to college to be comfortable in my skin, no matter what. Now, that's for sure. Uh, and yeah, when we first met Pledge of Theta Chi fraternity now, spring 2014, shit, seven years. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's been uh, it was the uh, there's definitely a lot of growing pains, a lot of them. And there was a lot of things to overcome to get that confidence. But I don't um I don't regret it. And it was totally worth it. And like you said, uh, this podcast is as a result of gaining that confidence, man. And I'm proud to see what you've been doing as yo Jacus. Always liked your um I've always liked your music you put out when we first introduced got introduced. And I've always liked your specific social media stories like, man, you know how to really travel in this world. And we definitely uh, <sighs> got to talk about that at some point in the show. But yeah, oh, yeah, you too. I've been keeping tabs and been happy to see you. Nice. Looks like you're healthy and moving around. And, uh, it, that's one of the great things from this podcast is I do get this chance to catch up with people I haven't talked to yeah. in a very long time. And I'm very, very thankful that you're part of that list too. Well, speaking of health, I mean, I think we're both like, 
currently celebrating a, a few milestones. I know you and I were both not in the best shape while we were uh, pledging. And I know you've like, I, I remember like I hadn't seen stuff from you on social media in a while. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's like the same dude like you like you you like literally put your mind to it they they say it's easier for like men to lose weight than women or whatever but it's not really easy for anybody to like no. like it's it, like gaining weight is 10 times because you don't have to like it, you don't have to do anything like like the in order to backtrack 10 pounds you have to do like you, you know gaining 10 pounds takes 10 times the effort uh, or I mean, losing 10 pounds takes 10 times the effort that or more than it does to, to gain it. Like you can gain 10 pounds in a in a uh, two week vacation. <laughs> you really it, it's gonna, it's going to take you at least two months, if not more, just to make a dent in that. So, um, I mean, and I like my specific weight loss journey. I, I actually even after we uh, had parted ways from school, I like I got up to a, at least 300 pounds at one point. I'm, I'm now down to 250. I had gone below that. But, um, you know, quarantine, it's easier to put it on than it is to take it off. But literally, I'm like yesterday, I, I, I went to a personal training session, a um, little group session at a local gym. I'm, I'm back in the gym again. And great, uh, great. so, you know, 50 down, 50 to go. Well, you know. I. I know you'll definitely get that 50. I I believe in you. And you're right. When it comes to when we you first met, uh, I was about 65 pounds more than I am now. Then the reason wow. why I always know that is because my height is one of my highest was 265, right? Okay. And I'm a wrestling fan, and that's around John Cena's weight. And I'm like, oh my wait. God. I'm not me and John Cena way about the same, but we're totally we're, different body types. We don't look the same. <laughs> and you know, I think what was really great from in the fraternity was just always getting clowned for my weight and not having that confidence being a um overweight person and not a lot of confidence and sense it and have a high amount of sensitivity. It really got to me. And it took it was the uh it was the not till senior year I really took um, seriously eating healthy and working out and just so much stress and um, and just just getting clown all the time just gave me my motivation to just do it once and for all and also really listening to my body as I'm sure you definitely understand oh, yeah. too like when you eat like shit you feel like shit. <laughs> and when you eat well, you really do feel like you could go for another run after the fact and stuff. And so with that and trying to just really come of age led to this weight loss. And of course, you know, I've also in that time, I've had my plateaus and, and steps back, mm-hmm. like especially when I was working a lot in New York and uh, and then the quarantine. But it was just, again, the same exact things that motivated me the first time and understanding that my body can do it again. It uh, We're now where we're at and just keeping a five to six day workout schedule at least at least always aiming for six but no no less than five and um just just really eating healthy and i've been doing well changing that is eating very strictly during the week and the weekends i'm not yeah, at that the, level the diet yet where, is important for sure yeah i'm not at the point where the weekends kind of, i could do one cheat meal a day i do think eventually <laughs> getting my body ready for that but i do like 
or cheat on the weekends, but I'm starting my trying my best to uh, get ready for just doing that one cheat meal a day. But and, tell and me about what you've been up to with that. Well, too. yeah, it's interesting. You mentioned like, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, like getting clowned for the for the weight and stuff like that. Like I well, I don't condone any form of body shaming. I will admit that like there is a certain level of sort of, uh, I'm trying to figure out the word for this, um, like accountability that I feel like because, um, like, especially being in a fraternity, like people like us tend to let we, you can, you're taking, you're constantly taking abuse, joining a fraternity, like, like, and it's not like it's, 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 it's out of love. It's like the fact that me and all my friends, like, you know, I'm going to directly start to shit on you, especially if I haven't seen, seen you in a while Mm -hmm. immediately. Like I'm going to tear you apart. It like in the most it's, but it's like, it's like tearing apart, like tearing the wrapping off of a Christmas gift. It's like the most loving shredding uh, possible, but still it's like, I feel like that's a way to sort of, I like getting made fun of and making fun of people as a way of like showing love. And like, because if, if you're laughing at that stuff, normally it's things that would make you insecure. So if you can kind of take, I, that's one of like my core beliefs is, is not, is like taking that, like trying to figure out a way to, to, to make humor out of like your biggest insecurities because if you yeah. don't let it if you, if you don't let yourself laugh at things like that you're you're they're only going to make you cry in in, right. the, in the end but like yeah but yeah getting like having that sort of like getting like me and my friends like my my good friends my brother like obviously the name Joe Yankus Yankus especially comes with like an infinite potential for like, like nicknames. But one of them came out of like from, of when I was get, getting really like a pretty thick boy and uh, it was jumbo yimp. And it oh, like, and it, it like, it kind of, so yeah. Cause and it, it like, you know, uh, obviously has connotations of like blimp or whatever, but like, it's funny, but it's also like a little bit of a reminder of, Hey, like, and it's one of those things where if you're happy with where you're at, oh, yeah. by all means, but I myself was not like, and it was clear. So uh, it's, it's one of those things where I think a little bit of healthy, um, you know, a, you know, pushback on, on those types of things. Like, of course, if it's something that you physically can't change or you can't do anything about it, uh, you know, obviously there's, it's, it's not something you're going to be able to change, but you still can learn to accept that through sort of that, the, the humor and stuff like that. But I, I I do think, especially as uh, you know, fraternity men, especially that, Mm -hmm. that, that kind of stuff can actually be motivating in a way. Absolutely, man. And you know, the popular one I always get being a Matthew is a fat Matt. (laughs) Never go away with that. But yeah, I really, most you know, to hit on a few things you said, one, yes, no point and no condoning body shaming. And no matter who you are, what you look like, and especially now we've seen more people being open to this kind of stuff is it is OK to be look the way you want to look. Some people are happy either whether they are happy being a bigger person or a smaller person, be who you are and enjoy it and embrace it. But just be aware of also the health risks that are involved with that as well. Of course. And I think keeping that in mind and also someone who did take a lot of, uh, 
you know, taken a lot of banter and jokes and <laughs> bullying and stuff like that. There was definitely a time it got to me. And then just whether it was a help, just watching a lot of movies, especially listening to a lot of podcasts or just being understanding the point of loving yourself that you can say whatever you want. It it may have taken a very long time. Maybe it didn't take it to my you know early 20s, but it is what it is. That's just how people act. And you just got to remember the most important part is loving yourself and not letting these words get to you. People are going to be mean forever. You know, (laughs) in any language, in any country, any state in this in this particular country, people are going to be mean. It's not going to stop. And also realizing that while trying to enhance myself and becoming coming of age, I came to the conclusion that, you know what, it's never going to change. So I got to accept it i gotta banter back without being offensive and having any ill will yeah and also one of the things if i lose weight they can't call me fat you can call me other silly names but uh you can't call me fat so that's another reason why i just um i just decided to to change it up once and for all but uh yeah i mean i i i just it's it's very rewarding to to like be able to especially you know we we live in a modern age it's so easy to take a picture now to like be able to you know look back at like that you know your 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 most inflated balloon state if you will (laughs) and uh and be like oh my like like there there are some pictures of me that i look back at and uh like they're on my Instagram and I will not take them down. And like, there's, there's <laughs> one, especially that's like, it's even worse because like someone pointed out that like, there's someone behind me in the picture and the way that I'm angled and like the way that it's set up is like, it's, it's someone's like arm with a sleeve, but it, lo- it, it like perfectly follows the slope of my back. <laughs> so it creates an optical illusion that makes my body look even wider than it already is so like it's like what me at my heaviest like in a shirt that is baggy on me now and like my stomach is bulging out of it i'm like oh my god like and and like thank god like i had like supportive people still you know you you look at the comments and like uh, it's it's you know you could tell it's all love but but it's like it's very satisfying to look at that and then like you know a a picture now and i'm like I look like I ate myself. (laughs) (laughs) It looks like I put on my like body over my body and then got dressed. Huge props to you for making that happen. And I'm really proud of you, Joe. Like, I mean, just talking to you, just seeing you be way in a better looking position and stuff. I'm just really thrilled, man. And it's, 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 it's yep. so satisfying. And, and, and with physical health, everything else follows because your, your, your mental health improves. Yep. You're more, pro, you're more productive and you know, you're all, I know you're all about those productive conversations and, and productive everything. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's much easier. Like it, the, 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 the biology of it makes you just overall, but it's it's it enhances performance in every facet of life. So like I'm like I, and I'm one of those people who is I've I have like almost no business talking health because, you know, over the years, like I have, you know, I have not been a poster child of, you, you know, yeah, you're not um, exactly dare, clean, uh, clean living and healthy eating. But at the same time, it's one of those things where it 
even a few small changes, like just, you know, trying to trying to avoid liquid sugar. Like I remember yeah. the first time, like I, I, I went keto. Who knows if I did it correctly, but one of the things I did was like stop any beverages with sugar in them whatsoever, any alcohol, especially like I, I found one of my favorite drinks, which is tequila and lime juice and, and, a, and a splash of soda. And people are like, that sounds insane, which is a separate conversation. It's not as delicious <laughs> as long as you're about age 21 um, yes. but, or 18 in every other country on the planet. But that's also <laughs> another conversation. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean that and like it, it's wild too. like when you're cutting out carbs. Yeah. You can't eat almost anything like our whole, oh, yeah. our whole food system is revolved around sugar in some form. And it's wild because like one thing that blew my mind is like, like pizza actually has an insane amount of sugar in it. And that's yep. like, pizza is addicting for that reason. It's not even like, a, 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 like the, like, you know, the, the fat or the salt combos. It's actually because it's just freaking full of sugar and i'm like oh yeah because it's bread it's 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 cheese that is enhanced with sugar it's sauce that's full of sugar yeah um i mean especially if when you're when you're using low fat anything and low fat is like one of the it's a precarious position to take but it's like it's it's more and more science is coming out that it's literally just the sugar lobby that like essentially was like because basically your body needs fat more than it needs carbs and so when you're removing the fat your body then needs to take the sugar and turn it into fat and then use it that way which is it adds an extra step but yeah it's, it's wild like and i literally like i remember i lost like 15 pounds by just like taking most of the sugars out of my diet and it's it's crazy too when i remember like having only had like seltzer and water and like you know, really almost nothing with liquid sugar and then tasting like a San Pellegrino, one of those sodas that I used to like love. And it's like, oh my God, this is disgusting. It, it's, it was crazy because like having like a Spindrift, one of those, those like sparkling waters that has like three to five grams of sugar. I'm like, this tastes amazingly sweet and delicious. And that tastes like someone like made a mistake. Like, <laughs> um, and yeah. And it's, it's, it, it kind of, it's a wake up call to your senses where you like, that's the thing. Like the, I think part of it with the food is the fact that people get desensitized as to how ridiculous the food they're actually tasting is. Oh, um, which and it, and, <laughs> a lot of people uh, don't give themselves the opportunity to get that cleanse. Right. And as you said, the main issue is sugar. And when I watched a documentary, yep. I forgot one of the Netflix docs. It was the Katie Couric one specifically. I think it was back right before I went to college or senior high school that changed everything for me and realizing how much sugar is the ultimate way to gain calories, gain weight. And it just goes straight to it. Just it's there's no really no nutritional value whatsoever. And it's essentially poison, actually. Yeah. And, you know, of course, if you do it, if you I'm not saying take your sugar out for good. I mean, if, if you could definitely, but it's just so hard. I understand people with coffee and stuff like that, but yeah. um, you have to really be woke to it and understand <laughs> the stuff. And it's great that you mentioned that, especially because I've 
really take the approaches as much as I care to get rid of sugar as well. Like I don't drink soda anymore. I don't, I only really drink water and alcohol and you know, that's mostly weekend thing. And yeah. it's just paying attention to those, you know, like I love whiskey, but I have to be aware of the molasses level because of the, all that sugar that goes there. Yep. When you, um, I haven't really tried. Is tequila a very low sugar drink? I just haven't had. I love tequila. I haven't had it a lot, but um. Well, with with uh, with most, especially clear hard liquors, um, you will have calories, but you won't really have as as many carbs because those calories are actually coming from the alcohol itself. Right. So, like like vodka, tequila, it will have it will have a calorie content, but um, that's your body is already. Like your body is already dealing with those calories by metabolizing the alcohol. Like that's, that's you getting drunk. So like if you're, if you're getting, if you're drinking something and the calories are coming from the alcohol and not uh, sugars or carbs in it, then, uh, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a, you know, a a health expert um, by any means, but I'm, I'm fairly sure with what I've like seen that you're, for the most part, if the, if the calories are coming from the alcohol, your body will be, dealing with the alcohol through your liver. Therefore, it's not really going to be turning that into anything. Right. Uh, but it's when you add like, you know, the simple syrup, the juice, the, the mixed drink, the, no yeah, mixed exactly. drink whatsoever. That's something I do not touch. I used to mm-hmm. drink jacket Cokes and then I wonder why. <laughs> and also just sugars are a huge part. If you drink a lot of sugary alcohols, it's more of a chance that you're going to get a hangover. Oh, and for sure. A lot of people I've, I mean, I'm not perfect. I've only, I've, I've, uh, I've, can yes, only, you are, but, Matt Brown. <laughs> I definitely try to be. I could name the amount of times I've been hung over after my change, uh, probably on the, on my hands, on the fingers. Yep. It's because I don't drink sugary drinks, no mixed drinks, no cocktails, no, um, no anything. I just drink it straight. And, you know, of course, sometimes you overdo it and like a boss, feel it, but you just it's just <laughs> like you said, avoiding that sugar and the sodium, especially like Ooh. for people who sodium is another one. Like if yep. you want to try to be vernacular and like if that's the right word, if basically having your veins pop, seeing showing as cool as you are. Wait, I don't what know is, if that's the, exact No, no, no. The vernacular, I believe, has something to do with. Uh, um, I think that's actual English uh, term. That's yeah. That's that's for it. It means like you have the colloquial and the vernacular. Like one of them, I believe. I think that those are synonyms or antonyms or something. What is uh, it? I'm what, so is it? What, is, what is? No, no, no. But it, it's something. I know what you're trying to say. Like, uh, like veiny. Um, like for lack yeah, of a better word. Yeah. But there is there is a word. Yeah, I feel like you were close, and I can't think of the word for that either. But um, I can call it my. I, I got a buddy graduating from med school soon, so maybe he could he could fill <laughs> us in. Firm. But anyways, <laughs> it's that sodium. It's that salt. If you got to stay away from salty things because that salt just sucks up. Now, I'm not saying to be veiny to. I mean, obviously, you know, people like people who are yeah. veiny, I guess. But um, but it's take soaking. Same gang. <laughs> it's a that salt is sucking up that blood and stuff like that. And it's not good. And it makes you look way more unhealthier. So that's why I try when I eat my chips, I go for Cape Cod chips. Um, lightly salted, low in the sodium. I always try to go on anything sodium under 300. um, I think it goes by milliliters, I believe. What's up for a minute? Milligrams, I believe. Milligrams, okay. So I try to get under 300 milligrams if I can. And... Um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. That's, so, that's one of my, uh, so salt and vinegar chips. That's like, 
uh, a huge, it's no, that's just, that's a, that's my, that's like, a huge, yeah, no, I cannot like, and actually, uh, I, I like, I recently found one and actually, I guess it's kind of good. Cause the one that I like, like a full bag, you open it up and like, like it's one of those bags of chips where like half of them, half of the bag is, is air. Yes. Which, by the yes. way, interesting little factoid. Tell me when you're with, like people, you know, you get, you get bags of chip, like everything is packaged with some air in it these days. That's actually not air. That is all usually with most things that are packaged sealed with air inside, it's almost a hundred percent nitrogen, which is really? kind of wild. It's like, cause, cause you got to think about it. It's like, why does my, why do my chips that are full of air not go bad until they're accidentally left open? And it's because they're actually filled. There's actually a huge industry for uh, nitrogen in the food industry because it's inert. So like literally the same thing, the same thing that you would store like literal like elemental sodium in is what you also like they use to store your chips when they're getting shipped to the the supermarket. Look at that. I did not know that. Well, yeah. So it's the air in the bag is just is almost uh, always 100 percent or close to it. Nitrogen, which is kind of wild. Like most people would never even think about that. (laughs) Um, Like what's the air in my bag? bag of lace like psych is <laughs> psych, you can't you can't breathe that so like yeah if you get if it, it's if you're trapped underwater with a bunch of bags of chips don't think you're going to be using the air in your lays to uh to breathe <laughs> Indeed, um, dude don't 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 dude yeah i mean and this is the last thing regarding health and and our weight loss journeys mm-hmm. you know what was one thing that i've learned too especially listening to the stomach is it's really important to eat. Listen, you have to, I think the rule is you eat enough not to be fully full. I'm definitely messing this up, but you know, but you need to eat at a satisfying level, almost be still a little hungry, but not, um, well, no, it's not to be hungry anymore, but you don't want to stuff yourself basically is what I'm saying. Just getting enough in that you're good for, the rest of your day and night. But one thing I used to be really, really bad at eating late, late night, even oh, after yeah. having a good day eating. Yep. But I realized you have to use, you have to let your body be hungry for that. Cause it's going to eat the fat and hell look, you lose whatever as many more calories because of that, you know? Yep. And actually I, we can, I can share a few stories from this. I got a lot. Um, I did yeah. Uber, I did Uber and Lyft for over a year all over new England, uh, from like uh, uh, mid spring 2018 to mid spring 2019. And, uh, I remember it, it was like one of the most profound comments on like health. Um, it like, I, it, it's so wild. The thing, like the things that stick with you that people say, but I remember I was, I, I was doing it in, in Rhode Island at the time. I had a, I had a, I, I was lucky to have family all over and I, I had a few places to stay in outside of Boston and Rhode Island or everywhere. And yeah, exactly. That, that was, <laughs> I'm your guy. Um, <laughs> but I picked up these drunk college kids cause, cause oh. I was staying in Narragansett. And uh, so you or I like mo- 
all the places, the really nice places that people are renting out, like in the summer that go for ridiculous prices, like a week are full of drunk college kids most of the year, which blew my mind. I'm like, oh my God, this is, it's actually genius because the people who rent, they don't, they never even have to stay in the, the property. They can buy that. Yeah. It's rented out by the college kids during the winter. And then it's, it's, it's rented out at, at three to five X the price in the summer to, 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 you know, uh, tourists. Um, and it's that so pays funny. your mortgage for but your real home. Yeah. It's so funny to imagine like the, the wonderful, innocent families that are like staying in these places, having no idea what might have gone down the, in some the of these. So, yeah, exactly. Just knowing what I've seen, like what we've seen. <laughs> so, um, but this kid, it was a, it was a couple of guys. They were coming back from a party, and one of one of the guys' friends was like, "Hey, can you stop at the?" Because there was a, a Cumberland Farms that's open twenty four seven. He was like, "Hey, can you stop? I want to get some pizza, drunk dude." And so he goes in. His other friend, who uh, I, I believe was on one of the like the sports teams or whatever. Um, he like, we're, we're just talking about like food and stuff. He's going in to get his pizza. And the, and the dude goes, he's like, Hey, you know what the best thing to eat before bed is? Uh-oh. And, and I, I was like, I, I was like, what? And he goes hunger. And I like, ah, I love like, that. yeah. I'm and I was like, that. for That's some reason that has stuck in my head for years. I'm like, that's like and like it's that one thing like sometimes that motivates me to just like put it down before I go to bed. I'm like and it's just like some like drunk college kid Thank like in, college. in the middle of the night. But I'm like I'm like that's wild to like to have but that but that it's so it's like so few like it's some, sometimes the most profound stuff comes in so few words in the most like innocuous of places and that was like uh, like th- like the s- drunk college kid like changed my view on like on like health and nutrition Who for like, thought? yeah i hope he gave you a nice tip and you gave him a nice review oh yeah yeah wait yeah because i really want to stay on the uh uber stuff but do you have anything um else regarding that or the health before we can move on well i mean like i just with me because i've obviously you know i struggle with it too and it is a struggle you're never gonna know what like in the in the age of instagram everyone appears perfect but most people are far from it uh and and almost no one is close so like it's if, if anyone's like listening to this, like, and you know, needs motivation, it's just like, never like you've, you've only lost when you've quit. Yep. Um, so it's one of those things where you can even have a month, six months, a year of setbacks. You can even like, you could even end up bef- beyond where you even started the first time, but you're, you're, you know, it's only too late when you're dead. So yeah, just so true. And, and as with anything, it, it it's not like with happiness, with health, with 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 success, with uh, with relationships. It's not like it's not an event. It's not a place. It's like a mindset, and it's literally a, a way of life. So, like being you you have it's it's about integrating it to make it part of what you do. It's not like it's not like a th- a, a thing that you get or a place that you end up. So that's, that's what, how I would put it. Absolutely. As long as you're staying active one way, getting that heart pumping, oh, yeah. it works and going with your own pace. Don't be intimidated by the meatheads and the <laughs> people with the big booties and the six packs and all that. As long as you're doing your part for your own body. And if you really stay consistent, it goes a long way. Like even mm-hmm. you just run it, run or walk, 
couple miles five, six days a week for six months, it will make a difference. You will know. Yeah, you don't need to do CrossFit. Just walk. That's exactly. It. Like, that's it. Just like most people, just just walk. You, you, anybody, we all have the tools. You know, and even if even if you're disabled, like like there, the, you like just just move, like like literally just get out there, move around, go like like I know everyone's you know afraid because of COVID this and that, but like everybody can find a find a place to to get outside Absolutely. and you know stay safe, but, but, but get moving. And even if it's inside, like you can, you like, just, just like walk up and down the hallway, like, like do, do some sit-ups in your, in your bedroom. Like actually yoga is, is I'm, it's wild how stretching and like, it's, that's something that I've like started to get into a little bit too. Like even YouTube you can find, and it's, it's kind of, it's kind of relaxing actually. It goes a long way <laughs> keeping that body active and killing those calories and it's come, it will come together. Yeah, and that's why you and I you, are gonna keep at it. Do you want to hear? Uh, you want to hear some of these uh, um... Uber stories? Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh yes. Let's talk Uber. Let us talk Uber some more. So um, yeah, I uh, I got into the Uber game around 2018, and I mean, good lord, there uh, there should there should be more people out there, like because I guarantee you. Any Uber driver who does it for any amount of time literally will all be able to fill multiple podcasts with stories of the things that they see. And I'm sure, so I didn't do it during COVID. So I don't know how things have changed. What's that, what that, what that's done. But like, this was, this was like full swing, just like, like, like Uber was like hot. Like, I, I think it was like, around the time of actually the like before IPO too. So like it, it, there's, but it, not that that might have to do anything, anything with anything, but, but, see, but like, it's, just, at least it's striving in the, but yeah, the but time. still it, there was hype around it. Cause it's like, Oh, they're going to go public, blah, blah, blah. Right. But um, I will say, and uh, you know, I like as a former employee, I, I don't even, you know, I'm a, I'm a contractor. So I, I I'm fairly sure. And I don't work for either of them anymore. So I can say whatever the hell I want. Um, <laughs> but I will say, uh, Lyft made me feel like a human being and Uber literally made me feel like they tattooed a, a fucking barcode on the back of my neck. Really? Um, like, Please I, walk I, me through why that's so, so that's actually like an interesting like point that I will put out there. Um, when dealing with both of the companies, cause I worked for both Uber and Lyft, you know, I obviously had my frustrations with both of the companies, but whenever I had to really deal with like people reach out, that kind of stuff. Um, Uber always did a great job of making me feel like I didn't mean shit to them. And Lyft did a great job at like actually making me feel like I was being listened to and feeling like I was a person that they valued that worked for their company. And I wasn't just like an object that did things within their wheels. Um, Cause like, I remember the thing that really like outlined this for me is I was trying to figure out how to be able to do it in multiple States because I, I was like, I, or at least, you know, do it in Rhode Island because I had, I had a, a reliable place to stay in Rhode Island. And I was like, I was approaching the summer and I'm like, well, obviously, you know, like the, 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 I have access to, to be able to do this in like the, the mega vacation lo- location in, in, uh, you know, the Newport Narragansett area. I want to switch my location because I started off in Connecticut. Yep. Um, so I was actually able to find like, uh, an Uber hub in Providence and holy hell, do they do a great job of like making it 
like almost it's like oh it's it's like it's a game it's like an easter egg hunt like they hide these places i don't understand why because it literally like they picked a building in the parking lot of a uh a supermarket but the building the front of it faces the inside of the parking lot doesn't even face the street and then like they have like one tiny little sign in the window and it's just like it's just like why do i have to like like search for this like it's a like it's a a a a secret like fbi like safe house like this like you guys are like not making this easy and like you go in there like there's no music there's no ambiance like it's a a silent room like there's a, a desk in the front like you check in like no one is smiling there is no humor you like and it's like, just like and, a bland room so, just with yeah the it's it's literally it, it, it is literally a blank room there's like almost there's like nothing no decoration like it's like so min it's like it's like minimalist to the point of like uh, of like sterility it's fucking it's office like, space types it's, it's almost upsetting it's like it's like why does this feel like a doctor's office and this is the app chain ma- making everybody move all over the place oh yeah and and then like they're like they're, they're like down to business like what are you here for and then they make you sit in a waiting room in the middle and there's like nobody in there it's like why am i waiting to talk to another person like just just so uh, i through them i actually found out that lyft had a uh, i didn't think they had an in-person hub so lyfts is in the mall the huge Providence mall, like with a giant pink banner, like in the middle of the mall, mm-hmm. like, like this, this really nice uh, woman, like was like so eager to help me. And, and it was, it was like one of those things where that felt conversational. And like, like the, the, the situation with, with Uber was like, I was like, am I a robot? Like, am I coming in for like, like to, for them to oil my gears? Like this is, <laughs> this is ridiculous, but also the the turnover time i didn't get it because like for for what i wanted to do uber was like yeah we're gonna have to take you offline it's gonna we're gonna have to wait you know up to two weeks like you can't drive while we're getting you changed over lyft literally she was like oh yeah you can keep driving and you should be done by the end of the day they literally did the exact same thing with lyft in less than 24 hours less than six hours actually just to and get I, that approval to go from state yeah to state. And, and i'm like i'm like you guys are the same business like why does it why is it so much more restrictive with uber than with lyft you, you and it's 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 it, i feel like it comes down to the bureaucracy within the company more than it does any sort of uh you know restrictions um but yeah i mean oh like i, I am i'm a big lyft fan and i will always use lyft before uber for that reason because when i did it i and i i also i talked to drivers about this too and uh, uh, across the board the the drivers that do both will inevitably always end up agreeing like oh yeah lyft is so much easier to deal with than than uber simply Um, to 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 revolve to you know revolve around this again it's pretty much lyft treats their employees better than uber did you think um do you know if there's a certain reason why is it because of i I think it's uh, yeah, I, uh, sorry to cut you off. I just think it's because Uber's bigger, and and yeah. they're they're they 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 just know that like when you have more access to the 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 capital of of uh you know popularity, it, it's kind of like you know and when Uber's an actual word in our 
Yeah, vocabulary like, like, now. like it's it's one of those things like Kleenex, like like it's it, the name of it is a tissue, but we call it like a lot of people call them Kleenex. Yeah. Um, it's the same thing. Like I'll, I'll, we, I need to get an Uber. It's it's not like I need to hail a a a a, a digital taxi. It's like <laughs> I need to get I, we need to Uber somewhere. Uh, so they've become the the actually that's what it is vernacular. The Uber has become the vernacular for a ride hailing service. So circle that around. Um, but yeah, I mean, and so that like, uh, that's just my, my two cents on the thing. But uh, yeah, as far as like interactions go. Can I just say just one thing? Um, yeah. One, yeah, because we have to do a lot of podcasts. I'm really enjoying this. I just want to say we still have plenty of time. This isn't the end or anything. <laughs> I just want to throw that out there right now. Like you want to come on the regular man. I would love it. Yeah, I, I would definitely enjoy being a, a regular guest on uh, uh, productive conversations. Some yes. of them might not be so productive, but <laughs> oh, we're all as long as we're talking, it's productive, man. As long as we're talking, and I bring it up because I just love your energy, your vibes, and your stories, man. You're just one of my favorite guests already, and we're half an hour in. I just have to say that right now. Boom. So boom. So I mean, I can't wait to keep doing this. I really can't. Um, next, uh. You know, what's funny. I'll never forget, you know, with the ride sharing that really has changed our world forever. Mm-hmm. And um, well, and, you know, it is just too bad for the taxi companies who are struggling because people could just get it from their phones, especially if you're not in a major city taxi either. It's tough. But I mean, in general, it isn't a way to get people jobs. It is a way to keep people for and um, all great stories. That's why I like the ride sharing industry. And um I remember I actually learned of Lyft first before Uber, and I'll never forget this. This was like, again, either senior year of high school or junior high school was Conan O'Brien did this bit with Ice Cube and Kevin Hart on YouTube. Highly recommend where they just was with a Lyft driver for the day. And I guess this was very brand spanking new of the service. That was probably when they still had the mustache, right? As their logo. Yeah, they did. And and the car had the actual mustache. The pink pink mustache. Yeah. Yeah. The guy actually had the, um, mustache on his car on his head. yeah like like that's that's like a that's like a nice age check like do you remember lyft when it had the pink mustache right and when i heard of <laughs> uber was one of my early uber i used to follow this twitter oh, i still do this twitter this this twitter page called uber facts so i just saw this lift. it was just so funny they just got this great lift driver in los angeles and um now we're talking about it. Look how far it's come. So I just want to throw that out there. But let us definitely talk about Uber and Lyft interactions, Joe. What are some so, of the craziest, most fun stories that come to mind off the bat? One of the first that I remember, like that sticks out, and this was when I was still doing it in Connecticut. Uh, this was like a late night ride. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had this uh, younger girl in her 20s. Um, you know, tiny, tiny, like very petite. Um, but she was, she was like, she made it very clear that the, you know, she's, that she was a lesbian and that she was going to meet up with a girl that was not her girlfriend. They were not dating. So she and said she it was, off the bat. I just want to yeah, let you know. All- that I like, 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 like within the, within the first five minutes, like, you know, she's wearing jeans and a white t-shirt and I'm like, I probably could have picked up on it. Not that I like, you know, assume anything about anybody, but you know, uh, and, and so she's, she's going out she's obviously drunk. It's like what two 30 in the morning. So we, we know what this is. It's a, it's a booty call. It's okay. Yeah. 
And <laughs> but so I it's interesting because I drove to I ended up uh, I started off driving a, a, a BMW. Um, I had I got a great deal on the 328i. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and, uh, so ended up having a few issues with it, trading, trading that in. And I, I'm, I'm in a, a, a Jeep now, which I love, but so I need to frame this. Cause this is a, a, a BMW, like, uh, uh, 328i, uh, tiny, like, like tiny little sedan. And so this chick is in the back seat. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously this is 2018. This is pre COVID far pre COVID. And like, she's, she's, she's all hype. She, like, she's, she's, excited. she's super, she's super nice. But to the it point of where like, I'm going to the point of being like, 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 Oh my God, like, is this girl drunk or doing other stuff too? Yeah. And so at one point she's like, 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 I, like, I feel bad that I like sat, sat in the back seat. I, I feel like it's super disrespectful. I'm like, no, it's good. Like most people sit in the back, like yeah. you're good. This chick, I'm on the highway. <laughs> She unbuckles her seatbelt, crawls forward through the area of the center console while I'm on the highway, while I'm driving. Yeah, I'm not even at a light. Sits in the front passenger seat, like literally crawls forward. Like, yeah, sorry, I I feel more comfortable up here now. And like at, at the same time that she's like, you know, making it like known that she's a lesbian and blah, blah, blah. She's also like, like literally just like, pumping me full of compliments too like like telling me that i'm handsome blah 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 like i i, I gotta find a, a, a nice girl all this stuff i also i got the question too that i get a lot and i'm used to that like a, a, i i'd say about 60 percent of people will um or have just like if not directly just assumed i'm gay like at least maybe asked or been like, Oh, you're not like, so she, you know, and it actually tends to happen more with lesbians for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know if correlation equals causation, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I grew up doing musical theater uh, around a, a lot of women, gay guys, and you know, I just became comfortable with just expressing emotion. And yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of a little bitch. I, I'm a little bit emotional, so <laughs> as well. You're so, not a bitch, um, yo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a crybaby. Uh, but no, so, but yeah, like, so I literally like, um, I, I couldn't believe i was like this girl is climbing in my car on the freaking highway and so you know we we get to we get to where we're going she gets out and like she's like thank you so much blah 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 but you know the the late night booty like i was expecting it to just be a funny story because this girl's like you know trying to convince her herself more than me probably that this was not a late night booty call but um (laughs) just visiting my friend at two in the morning yeah can i ask you though joe Mm -hmm. on behalf of like the Lyft, the Lyft and Uber driver community. When you get a single person between the hours of, let's say, midnight and four a.m., do you like no? Because I will say, I'm give I guess the story. So I had one time, it's right before the the pandemic. I was hanging out with somebody. She stayed over and she left my place at like four in the morning and I'm just Ubering. Right. And I'm just wondering, like, what does this driver do and pull up this residential house and leaving at 4 a.m.? <laughs> what is, I just always wonder, what does the Uber driver thinking in the head? But she made it home safe and um, stuff. But like, I've just always wondered for any, in any case, like, do you, are you are you just like wink, wink, nudge, nudge between when you have to when you drive single pe- people 
uh, by themselves between like midnight and 4 a.m., 5 a.m.? Um, it, it's it's interesting because um, the thing about driving Uber is, especially in the city areas, you're most reliably going to be getting rides at those times. So you right. literally never know what you're going to get. I mean, especially- that's another thing, too. Like, if you don't mind me interrupt, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. But no. like before you actually pick someone up, do you know, like this person is going to. Uh, 28th Street or this person's going to Blue Avenue. So Do you know, a, like right away? This is another interesting thing. Um, I don't know, at least when I was doing it, I don't know if this has changed, but you only get a notification uh, usually of uh, the person's name. And like, I think I can't, I'm trying to remember if it would tell you like around how much I don't think you really get. I don't know if it would let you know. I think it might let you know, like the surge pricing, like like if you would get anything additional. But I don't think you really know anything about how much you're going to make or where they're going until literally you get there and start the trip. So that's a that's kind of a wild thing that I like. It's like, right. why? Why can't you give me like a general area of where I'm going to be going? Like occasionally, like if it's like a long trip, like like they, they had some rules of like you know a, a, a metric of like this is going to this is like the a long distance kind of like because sometimes like i've had trips where i've taken people like across state lines like like two hours plus in the car um but and the, i only did those a couple times those never end up being worth it um but i uh yeah you really don't know anything until that ride begins with that person in the car it's crazy oh. How about that, man? How about that? Joe, can you just give me one second? Sure, I just yeah. have to take care of one thing. Man, we appreciate people like you and all the Uber drivers who make our lives possible, despite the intense interactions, but always good stories. Do you have any other intense stories to add on? Well, this one, I in the uh, the intermission, I uh, was able to think about this one. Um, so this was just a wild, like just this, this, it, 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 there's like layers of ridiculousness um, to this. So uh, this was also in, in Narragansett over the summer. And I, uh, I, I broke protocol a little bit on this one because I fit lots of uh, young ladies into my vehicle. And this was still, I believe, the um, the BMW at the time. So it was tiny. And um, it was a bachelorette party. <laughs> oh, my God. We're having so much fun. And literally, like, they get in. I'm taking them to George's, which is, like, the hot spot, like a, a really fun bar. Um, so drunk. Yeah. And so literally on the way, they're like, oh, you need to like, you're, you're hilarious. You're so much fun. You need to come in. You need to come in with you. You need to come hang out with us at the bar. And I'm like, oh my God, like what? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm working, but like, I might have to just do it for the vine. Cause this is like literally a bachelorette party. And you know, I also was, was doing this under the auspices of possibly going back on the clock or possibly like, you know, bringing them back home afterwards. So I, um, I didn't drink when I went, but I was, I, I was like, so on the fence. And then like last minute, I'm like, Oh, you know what? I'll do it. I'm, I'll, I'm coming in. So I went offline and like, they're all, you know, getting, getting drunk, like, uh, you know, 
doing doing what what gals do on a on a bachelorette weekend and you know we're we're talking and um so come to find out the uh bride to be is a freaking they're they're these some of these girls are from Connecticut and the bride to be is my brother's coworker <laughs> oh my god i had i had literally no idea until like an hour or two into it and like um it's it was just like i like un unbelievable levels of coincidence um but yeah so like i literally like got invited to hang out with like a full bachelorette party now that and cool. uh you know, ended up back at back at their uh, i'm gonna be honest a bachelorette pad uh does not look that dissimilar from a bachelor pad uh on one of those weekends there was snacks every but it was like it was like organized chaos organized like they, chaos that's what they, like they like set up their own their own little photo booth area with like streamers and stuff they had like they had they had snacks everywhere, but there was like some semblance to like an organization about them. Like they had, it was almost like they had like a buffet. Um, and uh, yeah, I just uh, I, I couldn't like. It's just some of the the stuff that like happens. It's it's like the the, co- the levels of coincidence on on that that happen in life sometimes. I just it's just so it's just like what are the odds yeah. that you know, I'm doing Uber and Lyft in a certain area, get invited to hang out with this bachelorette party. And then the bride is like, you know, works a few desks down from my brother in Connecticut. Well, uh, shit. So I, I couldn't, that was just uh, un, like, just it, it's, it's, it's surreal sometimes that, that, that those sort of, uh, you know, coincidences but i'm trying to think of some other like like wild like late night stuff <laughs> the wild um stuff. oh for sure for sure i facilitated a drug deal uh, i mean it was it was weed huh. so okay. it was it was weed and it was a couple it was funny because it was a couple too but i definitely um 100 how, how that unfolded so this was this was funny because it was like so you so you could actually like uh uh request a trip that has multiple stops so they actually their first stop was the the, the plugs apartment and then their second stop <laughs> was back home and actually like I, I i afforded them a uh a little pit stop at at the stop to the, the shop to get some uh, uh i'm assuming uh papers or blunt wrap or something like that but this this was in the providence area and literally it's it's a it's a guy uh, you know probably late 20s early 30s uh guy and a gal getting the uh getting the back and uh i i kind of i kind of figured it out like when he got back in and i was like uh what so that that was another thing i had to come up with a way of also like brooching the subject of like i smell weed without saying i smell weed it's it's like those 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 tiktoks like like tell tell me mm. tell me weed on me without telling me you smell weed on me the funniest uh, weed smelling it. quick one time <laughs> What time was my brother's? It wasn't my brother, but his friends when he was with. They went to uh, do like this something at the old elementary school, right? And they came like when they were in high school, and then they smoked weed. And long story short, my old gym teacher, <laughs> I want to say his name, but I'd love to have him on the podcast. But um, the old gym teacher just simply was like, mm, "You guys smell good." This is the <laughs> gym teacher. But anyways, you know. 
So uh, one one of my one of my favorites, if it's a guy, is like, uh, oh, I I like your cologne. <laughs> um, and uh, another one, uh, my one of my go tos was like, oh, uh, like uh, like a, you, you just buy some flowers. Those uh, those those smell pretty good, <laughs> or something hey, something along those lines. Notes. But yeah, um, just a way to like broach the subject and like not because like you know some people that you never you don't you're dealing with strangers ninety nine percent of the time. Um, actually, I had. A, uh, a situation where I ran into somebody from Theta Chi in Boston. Mm-hmm. There were, there Theta was Chi fraternity for anyone who doesn't know. Yeah. So, so I actually, it's funny because I actually got a call. I think it might've been from Cam Riccio. <laughs> oh yeah. And I couldn't, he was so drunk. I couldn't, he could not reliably tell me where the hell he was. And I had to cancel the freaking ride. So I didn't know it was them at first. So then I get another call, same area, different guy. This was an alumni. I hadn't met him before, but then we, we start talking and I find out that there were some Theta Chi brothers, like, like having drinks at this bar that evening in Boston. In Boston. And literally I had just missed like, that was cam trying to like drunkenly, like figure out where the heck I was and vice versa. So that was, that was enough. Like, like that, that's what I'm saying. Why 99% of the time, like it's not somebody, you know, that, you know, but like you do occasionally get those like, like at least tertiary, um, like, uh, levels of like, Oh my God. Like I, I, if I don't know you, I should. How about uh, that? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it's just, it's just like so funny that like some people literally like will use the service to go <laughs> grab weed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go out here. I go out here. Switch it up to things, Joe. Talk to me about your content creation and your music creation, whether okay. it's from the videos you make, your TikToks, uh, like we mentioned, your music or SoundCloud. Tell me about what you've been up to in terms of content creation and where exactly we can find the great work you're producing. So, yeah, um, just just as a shameless self plug, uh, oh, I'm, I'm, I, <laughs> I'm at Yo Jankus. That's uh, Y-O-J-A-N-K-U-S on uh, almost all social media on TikTok. You can throw a little 69 at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's just because that's my astrological sign. I am a cancer. Um, yeah. No relation to the just absolute memory of that that number these days. But um yeah, so uh, obviously, as you know, um, but many people probably listening to this won't. Uh, I am my main focus. I'm a musician and uh, uh, alumni of the Great Berkeley enter, School enter, of Entertainer. Music. Yes, and and actually, since um, I've seen you, I actually uh, am now alumni of Connecticut School of Broadcasting and Full Sail as well. That's why I knew uh, this would work uh, and continue to work. That's awesome! Congratulations yeah, on that. Uh, and and actually, I, I I was really proud of myself with Full Sail because I actually struggled a lot with uh, music theory when I was at Berkeley. Uh, but I also have a learning disability. Um, mm-hmm. and I have ADHD and, and dysgraphia, which not a lot of everyone's heard of dyslexia for the most part. But but there's 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 a lot more than just like the standard like disabilities and ADHD. And there's there's usually when you have one, there's there's a few other layers to it as well. So that basically means that it's, it's kind of the opposite of dyslexia, where instead of like intake, the intake of information is hard. It's the exodus, the physical exodus of, of the information, mm-hmm. if you will. So like writing, like handwriting, my handwriting 
handwriting's always been really bad. Like up till a few years ago, like uh, this is a an interesting one to point out. So it's kind of like it it like it it sort of you kind of get jammed up with the like especially writing or physically sort of uh, especially small manipulation or, or, or like physical puzzles or, 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 or things that require sort of like the physical output of a mental state. So like uh, up until a few years ago, it, it could take me like five minutes, which, you know, doesn't sound like that much time, but like you, you, everyone realizes how long five minutes is when they have to be on hold for five minutes. And like, that would be the amount of time it would take me to write a check or like address an envelope. Um, so when I went to Berkeley, it was very difficult because this was like, I started there in 2009. So there wasn't a lot of this uh, technical, I don't know, the technical integration uh, with the learning yet. It was getting there, but um, everything was written for the most part with music theory. And when I went to Full Sail, um, it was mostly an online program. And most of what I was doing was actually through my computer, which has always been a great way for me to kind of bypass that learning disability and I literally got like an A in the class and it, it was something that I, I really really struggled with at, at Berkeley and I'm like oh so it wasn't that I couldn't it's that it was not the right medium um, so that was like a very big sort of confidence boosting thing and since then I have been uh, writing music uh, you know every year I'm, I'm coming out like it's, it's funny because I actually haven't released a lot um, at least publicly recently, but there is stuff out there. And I actually, I, I keep the old stuff up because, you know, it, it, while production quality and, and style um, sort of increases over time, I kind of like keeping that out there because you can kind of see a progression. It, it's, it's, I feel like it, it's more, it's more honest about your progression as an artist to have, like, like I, I see the stuff floating around of like post one of Post Malone's original songs. And mm -hmm. it's just like, it's like, it's like Tim and Eric, like level. It's almost like it's a, it, it's, it's like a, like a joke. Like it's, yeah. it's like, it's like, it's like a fake music video, like, like John <laughs> LeJoie, like uh, show me your genital style. But I think it's important to keep that kind of stuff out there to keep people in reality like there is no such thing as an overnight success just an overnight sensation yep. um but i have a few projects in the works i uh tell us about them i have uh an artist that i'm working with uh named Audemars, who's out of hartford and he is phenomenal uh check him out uh on youtube um and it's Audemars. How do you yeah, spell it? Yeah, A U D A M A R S. Check out. And Mars. he's an um, he's an amazing rapper here out of Hartford. I actually just had him uh, over for uh, a meeting uh, a couple weeks ago, and we're uh, I've he already has instrumentals. We're we're planning a studio session soon. Um, I have a nice little functional studio in my apartment here in West Hartford. But so we're, I mean, literally it's funny too, because when you work with other musicians, like it's, 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 it's great to be able to work in your own space, but it's, it's, it's like, it's very interesting to have another musician's perspective because like it, the, the, the end, like the end, like eight bars of this full song that I had written, he hears that. And he's like, I want that. He's like, make that. He's like, loop that. You know, put put a few altercations here or, or alterations here and there, like basically just spice it up. But he's like, just loop that. That's the beat. That's the beat that I want. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, of course. Like, and it's just it's so like because minimalistic 
uh, instrumentals are actually becoming uh, more and more the thing. Like, it, it's funny because in what sense? So, so if you li- like, like comparing sort of like uh, a, a like an EDM song or like a like a like a house music song where you're getting layer after layer after layer, multiple mm-hmm. harmonies, melodies, are are arpeggios, or like a, like a, like a symphony where you have many moving parts, many moving pieces, but if you it's a, it's a lot of people don't do this or I don't, I don't know, especially now with, with everyone like, like wanting instrumentals to do their own music and stuff, but listen to just the instrumental of a popular song that you like. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like the, 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 the concept of like a liminal space. I don't know if you know what liminal spaces are, but they're kind of like these very weird. So liminal space is sort of like, uh, like it, a, a great example of this is like the background of a lego set like the pieces like if you take all of the legos out of that and look at like the background it has like this weird eerie like emptiness like it's it it has all of the hallmarks of something that's like a real um space like 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 a physical space but there's something there's a weird emptiness to it so um like it's kind of the same thing with like like a familiar instrumental um like if you if you listen to it without like the lyrics or and the the music like the, the main musician behind it um it's 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 wild how different that sounds. And it's, it's, it's very interesting. Like, and when we're, when working with other musicians, like they, like they will inevitably be hearing something that, that didn't ever come to mind to, because like when you're working in your own space, especially with your own stuff, um, you tend to focus in on very different things than some, especially when it like, when it's not your, they're, they're like, if it's something that's completely fresh to them, it's amazing the things that like um, the creative things that can come out of that. So that was something that I was like, Oh my God, like, of course. Yeah. You can like, like there's so many, uh, there's so many projects that you can literally chop up and make an entire, like, like that's the whole art of remixing and like, Mm -hmm. and, and like, um, and, and stuff like that, because like how many times have people taken like a, a one, like eight bar, four bar, 16 bar section of a song. And now that's an entirely new song because yeah, of, right? they've, 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 they've grown out of that or like somebody, one of my do it easier. And I'm yeah. sorry to interrupt you were saying, oh, no, no, no. Well, one of my favorite artists, um, uh, um, sick kick does this and he can do this live where he chops up an entire like like multiple songs from an entire artist and then adds in his own song in the middle of it um which is just he's insanely talented um but uh i yeah i just i'm really excited to be working on uh a couple of these projects can you give me one second i actually got to take a quick bathroom break yes can we pause this for a bit sorry we'll be right back with joe yankees now so and uh yeah, yeah so sorry uh, also i realize how absurd that looks but like i am like maybe it's because i'm almost 30 but like i've been experiencing recently that like it's it's not like a, a gradual like oh i'm gonna have to go to the bathroom soon it's like it's like uh always an emergency immediately like it's just like no warning it's like oh you need to find a bathroom in the next two minutes or 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 you're, you're toasted. <laughs> no worries, man. We're glad you're back here and safe and moving. But yeah, you know, with music production now, it's way, it's way more accessible. And, you know, so many more, even though, of course, talent is key, most of all, to get um, its recognition and to create its brand and separate itself from other creators like that. But it's, it is fascinating what people can 
creatively come up with throughout the years now. And I watched this, the Bee Gees documentary on HBO Max. It's really great. I saw mm-hmm. how they came up with Saturday Night. They came up with the, um, with, uh, you know, the song Staying Alive. And they just took an eight bar track from their, I believe it was the song Saturday Night Fever, the song, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. It's one of their big ones. If you don't mind me looking it up. It's, uh, it's, It's the song Night Fever, not Saturday mm-hmm. Night Fever, just Night Fever. And then they just do all these doohickeys, but they had to like physically take it off the record. And, you know, you can't, this is in the 70s. They can't put it in through Pro Tools or anything like that. So just, and I think they use something like, like to cut like a blade to cut up the record itself. And then, oh yeah, you know, like, like the term cuts, like in, in music and, 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 uh, video and editing literally come from the fact that you would have to, when, when editing in the past, cut the physical tape it's so to, fascinating. to like, like make those edits. Yeah. Um, and it's just so fascinating I mean, what they did with it. Huh? I can even send you the, the small clip of it. It's it's so cool. But on top of the music production, what else have you been up to in terms of content creation? Oh, yeah. So um, one of my best buddies uh, in the area who is also like a an artist that I really, really respect, um, uh, especially around hip hop and especially dance, is my buddy Terrace, uh, a.k.a. Pop or, or B-Boy Pop-Tart. And he's been he's been running the uh, the Trinity Hip Hop Festival for years now, and he is an amazing breakdancer. And this dude is in his thirties, and like it can can move like uh, like a, a spider. Like like this yeah. dude is he's one of the he's like in the the category of like flexible b boys, and I've always loved dance too. And that's like another way that like uh, it helps me to get the weight off too is like. Uh, one of a great way to like to like lose weight fast is to move for fun and not for like any particular goal like like mm-hmm. when it when it feels less like work and more like pleasure it's very it's a lot easier to to you know like burn those calories but this dude is um he he's phenomenal and i uh i like i want to get more into like a little bit more professional uh video uh production as far as music videos dance videos just creative stuff and he's been doing that for a while too, and has been getting more and more into that, especially on the editing side too, which is good because that's not one of my main strengths. But he, you know, we we're always thinking of of ways to collaborate on on stuff like that, and he has access to an amazing network of dancers, which is yeah. an interest an interesting uh, facet and sort of like an under. I'd say maybe under discussed or really underrepresented uh, facet of the entertainment industry. Cause a lot of, you know, a lot of music videos involve dancers dancing, um, you know, dance is becoming, especially like I hesitate to call a lot of these real dances, but TikTok has been, has made like, like little dances, choreography, and there are really good talented dancers on TikTok oh, yeah. too. Don't get me wrong, but it's one of those things where that it's just finally it's 2021 coming to the forefront like yeah we do have these shows like you know uh dancing with the stars and uh i mean terrace actually was on the first season of america's next
next best dance crew. But oh, yeah. it's still it's still one of those things where you know you'll you'll find people talking about television shows, movies, music, but you won't really find a lot of people unless they're sort of in the industry or industry ad- adjacent talking about dancers or uh, trends in dance. And like it's one of those things where. Um, uh, breakdancing is not as underground as you might think anymore. I have seen just, more of it, it push it's, for it's, it. It's just, I mean, Again, I believe like, it's actually becoming uh, a part of the Olympics soon. It is literally yeah, going to be. It is. My buddy actually was uh, very much a part of the push to get that uh, integrated into the Olympics in the proper way. Because I know one of the one of the, the issues that they had originally was uh, the, the judging. Because there is a very specific way that uh, you're, you're – you're, uh, breakdance, especially battles, get judged, and they wanted to. They wanted to like kind of have to, like more control over the, the 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 picking of the judges. And the the issue is is that they wanted to like include judges that historically were not part of that scene. Mm-hmm. And it's it's kind of one of those things where. You know, they, they uh, I, like don't don't take all this with a grain of salt because this is sort of like in the in the jumbling around the back of my memory. But I know that like he he was saying like one of the issues was like we, we have to figure out a way to like make it so that this is like an authentic experience as far as the judging of these battles and stuff go. Because yeah. imagine how many p- more people would start tuning into the Olympics it, for the breakdance battle portion <laughs> of that. Because like he's he's been sponsored by Monster, been sponsored by uh, um Red Bull and like the Red Bull BC one, like I don't know if anyone's ever heard of this, but like Google this is a dance it. competition. This is this is a, a an international breakdance battle competition, which these are some of the most insane athletes in the entire world. Like like these guys are are doing the Olympics every month, every week, and and, and like the, the things that you see at some of these breakdancing competitions looks literally physically impossible. It's, it's, right. it's like, it it's like crouching does. tiger, hidden dragon IRL. It's like the, the, it's like, am I watching the matrix or is this like human beings? Like, uh, got the juice. I just can't, it's un, it's unimaginable to see the things that people do and being like, Oh, a human body like was able to train to, to pull that off. Um, so, but yeah, so that like getting, that that's another uh, huge thing that I, I like the the dance the dance aspect of entertainment is is just there's it's so wild like all it of really the, is all of the different different stuff especially break dancing because that's something that's kind of it's almost a little bit esoteric and on the fringes still and it'd be really cool to see that become more of a uh, and like I, it's it's interesting too because ESPN like major major like sports uh you know broadcasting companies still haven't really picked this up in the way that i feel like they should have um because this could they will i i hope they will because i feel like coverage of this could be on par with like ufc like you could you could i don't know if they they have started doing this but i mean you could probably have a pay-per-view event like like i feel like you could get like pay-per-views that could rival like like a mcgregor pay-per-view for for uh for a, a breakdancing competition if this is like marketed properly and, and like that the, it's given the attention it deserves but yeah I mean I just like 
I love all aspects, uh, like music entertainment that like, especially when it comes to stuff that like, I always love music that makes me want to move. Um, and that's like one of my biggest things. Dance like no one's watching. And so many people have missed the bars aspect of dance bars. Mm -hmm. Hopefully they make a comeback in the summer or at least the fall. And yeah, it's just, giving your body a chance to really express itself yeah. and just you know, just going to wiggle right and i feel that with the rise of tiktok it's amazing what some of these tiktoks can do with people with all ages maybe that will be one of the big contributing factors i mean is it the charlie d'amelio the biggest star out of tiktok a dancer so oh yeah like i feel that could really make a push for that seeing how it will all come together in the olympics and it's it's gonna be fun. Uh, it's got my support for it, and you know, I used to, I used to be behind. I've seen dance auditions before, and I've seen how that all works, and it it is another way of storytelling, most of all. Oh yeah, um, but I, I definitely also look forward to collaborating with you on some because uh, I, I also have uh, a few podcast ideas in the works right now as well, and it's just it's just been a matter of getting organized and getting situated. Yeah, um, I'm I'm your guy for that. For oh sure. yeah. Oh yeah. As in like, yeah, whether you want to start a podcast or uh, have a, uh, you know, yeah, like I said, whether you want to start a podcast audially, visually or both, I'm mm-hmm. your, I'm your guy if you need help with that. So, oh, for sure. On top of just being a constant guest on this show, of course, as long as you could, uh, for, be part for sure. Of that too. Yeah. And, it's funny. Cause zoom actually solved a, a, an interesting issue of how to reliably. Cause one of the things is like, I'm like, how do you, how, how would I logistically set up to do a podcast with guests remotely? Cause that's something like there, oh. there are people that I would like to do stuff with. And I'm like, they're like, I didn't really think, or I, like three, four years ago when I was first considering some of this, like zoom might've been there, but like, I didn't realize that like that could be the tool to use to, to do that. Game changer, Joe game changer. Yeah. So it's one of those things where, where, you know, um, COVID has, has solved, uh, a lot of pro like uh, it's caused problems, but it's also brought solutions to, to problems that like were barely even related. Dude. I'd be the for not only this show with podcast. I mean, and if you see the first couple, the first like it was the first 10 podcasts, eight of them were in person. I have cameras and I have that aspect ready for to show off the studio. Mm-hmm. But when COVID cases really spiked again in Thanksgiving and holiday times, it just wasn't feasible. So because of this, I am able to have any guests I want. I've yeah. done guests in other countries. Uh, the one right before my great friend Aaron Kelly's in Iceland and we did a show. I've done a lot of Los Angeles ones and, you know, all over the Zoom. Yeah. Shout I, out, I, shout I, out Brad Finns, Bradley, yes, Bradley Finns, Bradley Finns and the Danny Lynch's <laughs> and uh, you've done uh, LA. Have you, uh, you, you gotten Sam on here yet? Uh, no, Sam is not coming on anytime soon. He has declined. Uh-huh. I personally think, and I've told him that he's too scared to come on. And I've had people, <laughs> all right, scared is the, how, how do I say this? He's, he's a just, blunt word. Yeah, I he's, think, he's, I don't he's think not, he's not, yeah, on. yeah. He's the best person to hang out in person. So I'll just take that. So I won't hold it against him. He told me I'll be on your very last one. I said, fine, I'll wait 80 years to do that. But Sam just doesn't <laughs> want to come on. Uh, and I've been asked many times for that. He uh, just doesn't want to come on, and uh, as much maybe we could maybe we could best. get him on in like a, like a joint 
session so it's not just him like get I, him and me, me i hope sam is or, my dream or something guest. like that i want sam on so bad <laughs> sam is my i have sam is definitely a dream guest yes but it's not gonna happen anytime soon who knows where life goes i always nag him about it i will always nag him but i just don't think he's comfortable to come on and that's the case with that's some fair. people they just don't want to come on camera and talk i i will never understand that but i under i will respect people's wishes for yeah. it but yeah uh i'm not able to book sam anytime soon but i i am on it and i will be on it as long as i breathe and if, if i will take him up on his offer on my very last one then fine we will set that up 80 years from now oh yeah but yeah no uh no sam uh <laughs> but you know i would say out of 10 guests i asked i could get eight of them to come on so it's good and the only yeah. reason why i've been told no at least they told me is because some people just don't want to feel comfortable being on camera or talk in front of a mic so um whatever i may not understand that but i'm also someone who loves to be in front of camera and talk i'm a oh yeah that type of breed luckily for you for that but i will just respect people's wishes there but i do think they're missing out i will say that and there have been people who were on the fence i was luckily able to convince to come on and they were really happy to say so not gonna hurt you and it's just your way of to enhance yourself and stay productive that way so of course so yeah sam is definitely top five dream guests of all time and uh that even including there's celebrities on that list but sam will for sure stay on that so oh yeah i mean sam is a uh somewhat of a celebrity in his own right anyway so <laughs> right right um, and uh, you know what and i like i i, I kind of stand by this but um i don't i don't think you need to be famous to be a celebrity no absolutely not <laughs> I, I, i've learned that from reddit amas and i've learned that from all the podcasts <laughs> All the podcasts I listen to all over. And oh man, like like speaking of Reddit, like like if you want an infinite like content for podcasts, front like page like, of the internet. Oh my god, yeah. Um, absolutely, man. <laughs> I love that website so much, and yeah, but like I said, mostly when it comes to booking these guests, I get eight out of ten usually. So awesome. I mean, like you're number sixty, so. And there, so I think out of these 60 shows, there's been 60, like five different guests. So, and we're going to just mm -hmm. keep going for it. And now that we, now that I am starting to bring back certain people as recurring guests now, and um, just seriously, Joe, I, I can't talk about how excited I am to have you on because you're <laughs> the perfect podcast guest. And I reckon I'm still very new into this, but six months in, when I have a guest like you telling stories, being themselves, you don't want you can't ask for anything better. I'm sure anyone oh, yeah. wants a podcast. I, I, I'm very excited because this is uh, this is really the first real podcast I have uh, I've been a part of. So you uh, you're you're my you're my you're my uh, you're my breaking uh, story. You're my you're my uh, you're my f uh, foray into uh, into the world of podcasting, and I, well, I wouldn't have it any other way. Trust me, it's my pleasure, and we thank Zoom and to make it possible. <laughs> so it's just been though this podcast is made for me to show my creativity and also just enhance my candidacy for jobs. This podcast isn't going away when I um, work regularly again. And yeah. it's, it's turned into such a fulfilling. And I, I feel like you, it. I feel like you could get sponsorships. Oh so. yes. I'm, I'm, I am in the works for that. I still need some more time. Like I think after the podcast hits a year, 
to show its legitimacy and consistency, mm-hmm. then we can do that. But number and, and but numbers wise, we it's we there. should we should talk uh, you know off the air too because I uh, I have a buddy. We didn't get into this, but we can get into this. Uh, talk about some stuff related to this uh, maybe next time I'm on. But I have a buddy who uh, is is affiliated with uh, with Sony. He's a huge promo guy as far as music and media goes. So there, he's definitely somebody I could talk to about uh, you know promo and because the the first thing that you know uh, sponsors want to see is numbers so yes i mean he is the promo guy like like he when he was first breaking into the industry he was working with like maroon five when they were like that when they were you know like an unknown like jam band so uh you know he's he is constantly you know he he's the promo guy. He's always been, oh, please, he, and, and he has he has access. Oh yeah, so so that's that's another thing. And um, what's cool with this whole archive and the especially the launch of the website is I think the extra thing that'll show advertisers that this is legit. Like what's crazy, Joe, is since I started this podcast six months ago, I've been on other podcasts and I've had other podcast guests on, mm-hmm. and none of them are are a podcast anymore. Like, wow. A lot of them, whether they, I think the podcasts are great, but you do have to put mm-hmm. a lot of work into it. It's more than yep. just you and me talking, especially yeah, the editing aspect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you've seen this show grow, if you've seen my mic has enhanced, you know, getting a pop filter has changed my life yeah. so much more. Showing this guest and showing off this <laughs> studio and, and you know, buying more, investing more into Zooms. It's, it's more that I think people realize it's, there was always that joke. Everyone has a podcast, but not everyone has mm-hmm. a good podcast and a consistent one. Now the podcast I have <laughs> been on, they've all been good with the only one still out there moving is word for word. And I love those guys, mm-hmm. but the other ones who I've had, I just, I haven't seen them make stuff. I know for one's done. And I think it's just, especially a lot of people did this as a thing to get through COVID. And now that we are at the tail end of it, they're just going back to their lives and that's fine. Yeah. But you know, this is something I take extremely seriously. And though I pursue a career TV production, there's mm-hmm. no doubt I want to pursue this as well. Oh, you yeah. can do both. You see Brian Coppola. Well, that's the, well, that's the thing about series. entertainment. That, that's the thing about entertainment. I'm sorry to cut you off, but like, uh, I don't think anybody, uh, obviously if you have a focus, if you just want to be a dancer, like not obviously not just a dancer, but if you want to be a dancer, a singer, that's your focus. That's great. But there's also a specific class of entertainer that is just that an entertainer like you like if you look at the world of like podcasting you have joe rogan who does you know podcasting ufc uh yep. he's, a, he's a stand-up comedian like yep uh, that's guys, what i see you, myself you have guys like jamie fox like he's he's a he's a uh uh you know a uh, a chart topping musician um he Oscar is a winning actor yeah exactly and and you have these guys that that and 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 men and women alike and 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 people of all sorts that literally they become they just it's it's entertainment and it's because they just recognize their talent and allow that to be uh harnessed in any any possible way and i think that's there 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 are you know artists and there's entertainers for and they they are separate categories because um the the not that everyone isn't versatile but there are some people who want to make the choice to just put any shoe on that fits and then run with it and that's where I see myself with this. This yeah. has been the ultimate thing to prove my credibility mm-hmm. as a creator and an entertainer and storyteller. I will still continue oh, to yeah. write scripts. I will still go on set. 
I will still produce. But this is the thing that proves that I could do it. And I'm I'm going to be doing this podcast till the day I die, man. I I mean, I've been doing this with, you know, for free <laughs> and it's fun. And yeah. I do believe one day that I will do it it's and, just and- a, a, for I will do this. As There's other avenues well. too, like like I, I'm sure you know, like so I'm I'm looking into the Patreon stuff too, and and I think you should too because there is a way to you know even a a one dollar is better than no dollars, and and Absolutely. even if you get five five patrons on a Patreon, that that's that's money you wouldn't have otherwise, and that's cool to to see real fans. Like like I would rather have fifteen real fans than than thousands of views and no one who really cares. Exactly, and that's what's. I've been doing as we're starting to create a following. Obviously, we're starting out. This is a very young show, and there's so much oh, yeah. to learn. But it's just what's what works with the podcast and me is that this is both a hobby, career path, and it's just so much fun. Like after I'm yeah. done speaking with you, <laughs> I'm going to be listening to podcasts more. And I'm lucky enough to have that focus that I mm-hmm. can literally do this 24-7. And create this whole brand and it happens to and it's quote hard work. It is hard work, mm-hmm. but it's just so much freaking fun. I love it. And I made this as a with a chip on my shoulder. I was just tired, <laughs> sick, and tired of all these hiring managers, producers passing my resume in COVID. And I literally said, fuck this. Fuck you all. I will make my own <laughs> stuff. And if you yeah. see the Productive Conversations website of all, that proves that this is a legitimate endeavor that will bring me far. And most importantly, give something for the audience to enjoy as an ultimate distraction. And second, most importantly, it's a great way to show these guests how awesome they are and how awesome they are to the audience. I mean, not to make this a meme, but how many of of some of the the greatest greats in all aspects, not just even entertainment, uh, had 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 the the previous greats of their industry say, "Eh, nah, fuck you, that's that sucks." It almost and then, like and, all and then it, it it blows up, and and I think that's actually somewhat of an important part of a journey is being fucking rejected. Having people oh, yeah. la- laugh in your face or ignore you. And uh, that's what, what kind of separates uh, people. It's like the people who are like, oh, maybe this isn't for me. And the people who are like, oh, no, like you're wrong. I'll do this and do it my way and do it better. Exactly. And, and, and that's uh, exactly why. And that chip on my shoulder is never going away. It's, it's like, like may, to- may my enemies live long so they can see me progress. Uh, shout out Dion word. <laughs> there are so <laughs> many people, Joe, that you know. That I that, you know, that I know that yeah, I really want to show show off, like, look at what I've done with those people who put me down or what. And I'm still moving forward with it no yeah. matter what. And like I said, this podcast is great for me, but most importantly, it's great for the audience and the guests because mm-hmm. it's just so fulfilling to show to see the guests really grow within the time we we talk and getting the chance to be open. And like I said, this podcast is a way for the guests to show their worth, too. And I really believe that. Mm-hmm. And that's just what's beautiful about the, the whole podcast medium. And that's why I'm pursuing this. I really believe it could be. A, I really believe the world will be listening to the Productive Conversations podcast. Oh, and yeah. every single one of my guests who've been on, even if I don't talk to them anymore, I still think and owe them for that. And then mm-hmm. the, the guests who come on frequently, like yourself, <laughs> you're just as part of this journey. And I anything I can for do sure. to pass it forward 
to pay it forward and pass it on, mm-hmm. please let me get the chance to do that. That's oh, extremely yeah. important to me too. And we're not that far away from each other. You're you're out in New York, right? Um, right now in Norwalk, Norwalk, Connecticut. Oh, yeah. Well, County. I, I didn't even realize that. Yeah. So I'm 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 in West Hartford right now. So I yes. I thought I thought you were uh, I thought you were a little bit farther away. That's funny. So we're we're actually yeah. still in the same state. So yeah, not you know. in New York right now. So yeah, um, thanks COVID. But but you're 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 right over the border there. So yeah. So exactly. Um, but dude, I just <laughs> we really can make something out of this, Joe. And like I said to your friend who's a promoter wants mm-hmm. to give some type of opportunity or at least some exposure. I mean, I mean, we should, we should, honestly, I think we should have him on like, like Dean would be, if I can, if I can convince him the stories that he, he would have, he's, he oh, is, he is someone to have a productive conversation with. This guy has, you know, he's really seen the industry. So yeah. Like, uh, and most importantly with Dean, you know, of course, if, if, if he could create opportunities, that's extremely appreciated. I mean, that's, but that's most importantly does. is I just want to get to know Dean and show, <laughs> have a productive conversation with him and just I'll, learn. I'll, more. I'll, I'll, I'll send him this podcast. Yes. And I'm confident with all of them that they are worth listening to. And I've just had a natural diverse list of guests. And like mm-hmm. I said, that, that pop, that website, most of all is I'm proud of made through Squarespace to show every, it shares every single episode of my blogs, my resume if needed. And it just shows that this is a legit thing. This mm-hmm. podcast is legit and it will continue to be legit. So. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Seriously. And I just love talking to you, Joe. That's most <laughs> of all, most importantly, even if I don't become a famous podcaster in this world, the most valuable part is you and me talking and then the audience who gets something out of it. That's For most sure. of all, even if podcasts are, like prohibition, take it away, <laughs> make it illegal. As long as we're talking and the audience is being entertained, informed, and inspired, that's the point at the end of the day. Oh yeah. And it don't have to end for that. It is also priceless. So Joe, there's just one last thing we have to do. I know we're on a time okay. crunch, but um, after I'm done here, I'm scheduling the next show with you. Uh, but I end every first appearance with the Prouse mm-hmm. questionnaire. Okay. And that is Inside the Actor's Studio, 10 deep from Inside the Actor's Studio, 10 deep, but short questions. And I just would love to hear what you have to say regarding these words. So are you ready, Joe, for the Proust questionnaire? For sure. Let's hit it. Let us hit it. Joe, my first question is, what's your favorite word? Um. For some reason, in English, uh, the 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 first thing that popped into my head, I've never really thought about it. It was tangential. 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 But I also have a favorite uh, uh, word in Spanish, and it's Guatemalteca. Tell me means, about Guatemalteca. It means Guatemalan, uh, Guatemalan woman. All right. All right. Uh, it's just it's a it's a very spicy Latin word. I, I like it a lot. <laughs> Thank you for adding the Latin, the uh, the uh, Latin twist to that. So, number two is what's your least favorite word? Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna just be so basic on this, but um, you know, I want to say moist, but it's actually mm-hmm. kind of not because it's so funny as to like how it like offends the risibilities of of a lot of people mm-hmm. and i kind of i kind of like the I, I i kind of enjoy a little bit of uh cringe or shock factor um you know what actually um one of my I, i'm gonna give you two uh it's bet and facts be, when you <laughs> like the same like that terms. yeah i'm like 
You don't I like them put, because. I think I, I I put something up in my story. It's just like, I, I only want to hear you use the, t- the word facts when you're telling me these are the facts. <laughs> never, never say to me. I mean, you can't. Uh, so many people do now. It's a thing. But it's just like when you're saying, like, I start to tune out. Like when I start hearing bet and facts, like as I'm speaking to somebody, I just start to mentally just drift away. Like the more that mm-hmm. the more frequently those are used, I'm like, oh, God, that's fact. This, this is not a productive conversation. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what's next? So this is not a sexual question. This is more of a life and fulfillment question, though. On two occasions, two people did say sex. That's fine. And I guess you, you do you in that case. But Joe, what turns you on in this world? Um, profits and uh, productivity. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's on my list for what turns me on. What turns you off in this world? Um. Time wasters, people who people who don't respect the clock and uh, you know can't can't get it together. Like I I I, I, I can't like the quickest way uh, to get axed out of my life is to you know make yourself known as someone who is is not worth my time. I hate people who don't take time seriously, and then when you call them out for not taking time seriously, then they try to twist it around and make you the asshole for it. Like I had gaslighting at its finest dude it's it's so infuriating like i have this guy right he told me so i had to do the march madness show like the march madness i did it by myself Mm -hmm. which was actually i wound up being more happy about it prefer it but he told me so when when i book these shows i get it that people as of now you know you're not having a publicist help you book this some people are better at time management skills than others and i know that coming in so I had somebody, he told me, I told him two weeks ahead, like three weeks ahead, hey, do you want to do this March Madness show? I said, he said, yes. So I say, okay, great. As I do for everybody, I text them a week before, hey, we're you still good? And he's like, oh man, I completely forgot. I have to do this thing with my family. I'm like, okay. Can, and then we, he asked about rescheduling. I was like, dude, this, since this tournament is coming up, on this certain date, you need to tell me, you know, by this time. I said it, the tournament's on th- Tuesday. I need it recorded by Tuesday for a Thursday show in this particular week. And he said, yeah, I, I can let you mon- know Monday. Of course, Monday comes. I hit him up. He says, oh, man, I forgot. it. I don't think I could do it. And basically, I was saying for the first time, dude, listen, I get it. It's, it's whatever, but you got to stop being forgetful and like promise me you'll do this thing at this certain time and you don't. It's yeah, like, yeah it, man. It, it's especially frustrating with like, you know, uh, when when there's deadlines involved too. Like that's. Yeah. And I said. Then you're putting somebody out as well. Exactly. So. But I said you could still do the pool if you want. So the pool comes out. I say, hey, can you sign up? He said, I will have it signed up by Monday, right? So I think Monday comes or I asked him, I'm sorry, just so I don't get the dates wrong, but (laughs) hypothetically speaking. So I said, can you sign up by Monday? I will have it done by Monday. Monday comes around like Monday night. And uh, 
I said, Hey, could you si- did you sign up? And he was like, yeah, no, I'll get it to when I feel like it. And, I, and then I come out again, like this is the second time, whether I said, bro, whether it's the podcast or just signing up for this pool, why do you keep telling me things you're going to do and you don't? And I get it. I guess I could have. I'm not your boss. I'm not a hot piece of ass. I'm not um, <laughs> I'm not something you want to make the time clearly to change. And that's fine. But don't say you're going to do it on this time. So he comes yep. at me pretty much just being aggressive. I mean, you know, of course, I could be more calm. And I know this is what happens when I misconstrue texts. Like yeah. anytime I really have problems, I call. But this was just for whatever reason I did the texting. And then, you know, he's just blowing at me and stuff. I said, bro, you call me an asshole. You call me this. But at the end of the day, I'm not coming at you because you're not signing up for the pool. I'm and missing the podcast. I'm coming at you for you committing and agreeing to something that you're not doing. And you know, that's for a fact. Of course, no response since then. But. And then I had the same thing with another guest. I had this guest in early March say, I'm going to do the show at this time. And this guy, I I had to just keep reminding. I the the recording was scheduled for a Tuesday. I texted him on Friday. Hey, can you do the show? Mm -hmm. That Tuesday comes. I can't do it. Uh, He says some lame excuse about homework and stuff. I was like, fine. Do you want to? Re- he said, can we reschedule? He asked me, can we reschedule? I said, OK, <laughs> let's do it for next Tuesday. I asked him on Friday. Hey, can we do the show? I don't hear from him. I don't hear from him at all. I text him on Monday night, the day before the scheduled recording. Hey, can you do this? He texts me at 1 a.m. saying, dude, I have to take care of my dog. I can't do it. Don't take it personally. And I said, bro, I will take it. I do feel some type of way. This is our second rescheduling. Yeah. You text me. At one in the morning while I'm still asleep, I have to wake up. I wake up at seven and I technically have a podcast in six hours. And you tell me that. Of course, I'm going to feel some type of way. But then he's like, oh, you never had a pet and stuff. I actually do have a cat. <laughs> and like he said, like, oh, you don't have a pet. I do have a cat and I could take care of him and still do this show. But he twists the words to make it like I'm some kind of asshole. Yep. I said, no, bro, I'm not coming at you again because I'm not being aggressive and mean just for the hell of it. You told me you were going to do something at this time and you didn't. And if you want to twist it on me and talk shit with your friends and family about how much of a dick I am, tell them exactly why I'm upset. And that's how I ended the text. Think to yourself, friend, (laughs) why is Matt being mad at me? It's kind of hard to get you upset. So, you know, when that happens, uh, you, uh, you know, Check exactly, the, uh, dude. Check it's, the source, right? That's like I Go don't back be in the a dick for the hell of it. If I'm mad, I get it. Sometimes emotions can get high as anyone, and I could work on it. But I just hate when people say they're going to do something, and I call them out for not doing it, and I'm st- all of a sudden the asshole. I'm not. That's why I'm more conf- not afraid of conflict anymore. Because at least if I look at it and I'm genuinely trying to do the right thing then why do I have to be upset for it? And then these people can think bad for me. They can do a, I hate Matt Brown fan club, but at the end of the day, <laughs> the people I have gripes with in these two situations, yep. they have to have to ask themselves, why are they mad at Matt? Why is yeah. Matt mad at me? Why did Matt come off as a dick? Well, I definitely feel like you vibed out with that answer. <laughs> yeah, right. That, you, had, that's you, had a, you had a lot to say about that one for sure. Yeah, man. And I've had people... 
I've had two instances of people ghosting on a podcast. You know who you are. You just, you <laughs> first one, again, the same people. They rescheduled the show, Joe. They rescheduled the show for a time. They don't even show up. Like, geez. But that's, I mean, that's the world There's of entertainment. People. That's exactly, the world of, you man, it, so. it's, it's about, uh, it, it's also about learning, you know, who you have to give your time preference to. And Absolutely. it's uh, it, it kind of helps you separate. Um, as long as I could do my part being the most genuine one. Mm-hmm. Or try to be you're actually you're absolutely right, Joe. So that's what turns me off. <laughs> and that's what turns you off. So be better at time management. And I will continue to do my best to be better at time management too. So So what's next? We got a few more questions on this uh yes. this little wrap up list. Exactly. So what sound or noise do you love? What what kind of noise? Yep. What sound or noise do you love? Like some people told me like the hit the a baseball hitting a baseball being hit or music or people laughing. What to you is your so a sound or noise you love? Sound. Um I like I don't know if it's because like I am uh uh so I'm a classically trained vocalist and uh a bass and uh I you know, basso profundo, I would always be at the ah three, the the lowest level, but just something about like uh, the a low level like hum or like a rumble or like thunder or just mm-hmm. the 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 low the low tones and frequencies of uh, the world like like even even something that that could be loud and obnoxious like up close at a distance can become almost like soothing um, right. uh, and like like even like the sound of like an air conditioning coming on like in the summer at night, like, or like, you know, uh, like a, a, a rainstorm, like the, the rain hitting the ceiling can kind of be, fall into that category of like a low sort of a tone that it, it, it creates. But like, like, like I, I really like sort of like a, a, a rumble or a hum, mm-hmm. uh, something like that. Nice answer. What sound or noise do you hate? Um, Let's see. That's an interesting question. Um, honestly, like, especially like now living in sort of a more urban setting, like just, just disrespectful, just drivers, like, like, mm-hmm. like put a muffler on your car. Just like, 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 yeah, just, just, just loud ass vehicles, like, especially in the middle of the freaking night, like, shh, hey, shut the fuck up. Shh. Thank you. <laughs> oh, tell me what your favorite curse word is. Um, oh boy. I don't. Even, I want. I don't want to get in trouble for this, but I think it's cunt just because it's so. It's it's it almost it's like so taboo and it like yeah. rustles it like rustles people's jimmies so hardcore. I agree. Um, when you say that word, that's a real pause word. Like because it's funny too because it's one that I don't actually use a lot, and and the ones you don't use a lot tend to be the ones that have like the more have more emotion behind them because it comes out like 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 especially like. Like, like I, your most, I feel like your most powerful curse words come out when you like accidentally hurt yourself. Like, mm-hmm. um, like you stub your toe really hard or like, like, like hit, hit your head on something like whatever is the first curse word that comes out. 
that's like your that's like your like master sword like that's the one that can i i, I feel like definitely like like cunt just carries like a, a, a supreme uh form of of power as far as um just like like just passion behind it now that is an answer awesome <laughs> awesome what profession other than your own, would you like to attempt? Out of all the hats you do wear right now, what else would you like to attempt? So uh, something that I haven't really been able to delve into is uh, voiceover, voice acting. I haven't, I haven't really, I've oh, done, uh, I've done sporadic, semi-professional things here. There are a couple of them, but I, I want to do specifically be a voice on a video game. Uh, I'd love to be, especially a villain. You would be um, fucking incredible, dude. You have my support on that. <laughs> Excuse me. You're good. <clears throat> As we're talking about voice acting, I inhale my own spit, <laughs> start coughing. Um, but yeah, definitely, that's that's something that I want to want to pursue, and I'm uh, starting to as well. I actually just uh, reached out to a contact, uh, a former friend uh, who lives out in L.A., uh, who actually is uh, has something coming out on Netflix that he was involved in producing. I got incredible, man. Well, yeah. I mean, your natural voice is incredibly soothing, and and I'm sure you could get all emotions from your voice. So, again, please, please go for that. My other question for you is, what's what profession would you not like to do? Um. I, uh, be having done it, uh, dishwashing is fucking thankless and like, it's, it's very, it's like, no, but it's, it almost goes unacknowledged how hard that job is, how disgusting it is, especially during COVID. And like, like how so, so many people probably walk through life, never realizing that there's some dude slaving away in the back room. Uh, just, just like, because you're you're usually there before open and, and there until after close, and it is just so. And like in, in even in this modern day, you have to have somebody back there physically scrubbing dishes. Like it's not just isn't it crazy? Like there's so many things that I there feel like people. A- well, yeah, there's so many things I feel like people assume are like like mostly, if not completely automated, that still have physical people doing them. Yeah. Uh, like like that are. Almost, it's like, how the hell have we not figured this out yet? Um, I have a lot of questions regarding that, but. (laughs) Dude, I was at one of the production companies I worked for that I was a PA. Every single night I had to do the dishes. When I was a PA doing the dishes, which Mm -hmm. is a normal which is a normal thing for some PAs to do, depending on it's, I should say it's not exactly uncommon, you know, if you're a PA doing the dishes. So when I Mm -hmm. did that, bro, you don't know how bad I wanted to scream. Oh yeah. Uh, So this was, I'm much more mature and patient now, but dude, at one (laughs) point I'll never forget this, bro. So when I, I had a shift, my shift was from 12 to nine. The way it works is usually four out of five nights, I would leave way past 9 p.m. So I remember one time at like 9.30, it was like 9.45, I was actually done. And like this production company would always have parties for clients. Mm-hmm. And uh, here's some more dishes. What you do, you could go. It was like, a, no joke, Joe, like another 45 minutes worth of dishwashing. And I got Ugh. so pissed, I threw, the, I threw the sponge in the kitchen. I threw it. And I was like deathly afraid. There was a camera there. 
the worst boss I've ever had, man. Oh my God. I know I'll never forget his name, how <laughs> awful he is. Like he would take the time to look, probably look at those cameras to see if anyone was fucking up. Yeah. So he could have his fucking ego get stronger. Oh, I've, 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 worked, I've worked for people like that, that like the, like the, the, they're, they're the manager, they're the owner, but they, they won't come in and actually do anything to like help the company, but they will watch the cameras and like, be like, like, like just look for just micromanage nitpick. And it's just like, just, yeah. just run your own company. Like yeah. that motherfucker dude has no sympathy. And anyways, um, I, 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 there was a camera. It was, it's really a stupid place to put the camera, but mm -hmm. I couldn't tell if it was actually pointing towards where the kitchen was. And, uh, it was just such a weird angle. And for like weeks, I was like, man, they're going to see me. I throw it. And I had to like, you know, I have to clean. Now I have to clean the cabinet again. I fucked up. I shouldn't have done that. That was immature, yeah. but you know, working in that company, they did a lot of mature things too. I'll tell you that. Yep. <laughs> and what a pain in the ass that, that doing the, but I know like people leaving whole meals out there. Like I remember this one instance, this guy would give me these, like the parfaits, like granola parfaits, barely touched. <laughs> I have to scrape that shit. And yeah, human beings are gross. Yes. They didn't <laughs> have a dishwasher, which would have just changed everything. Yeah. They had this room, the size of a dishwasher. It was a dish hand sanitizer. <laughs> was the stupidest waste of money. You could put a goddamn fucking dishwasher in there. A, a dish hand sanitizer? Not hand a dish a dish sanitizer. So I'm ba we're basically just <laughs> just using this machine to make the dishes more shiny. Gross. And that shit never even worked too. <laughs> like it broke down twice a week instead of hiring a mechanic. I mean, this this production company, I get it. There's people who've done much worse PA jobs that are not even close to what I'm complaining about with the dishwashing and then the weird shit they made us do. But man, I know all about that dishwashing. Oh, yeah. And, and it was just for those clients and people. And they just, why don't you just, why don't you just throw it in my fucking face and pie <laughs> me the way you don't even care? Like the littlest things to put, there's a garbage in the compost. And oh, man. What a, this has been some proud question here. <laughs> but anyways, I have one final question, Joe, until we talk next time. And that question is, if heaven exists, what would you like God here say to you when you arrive at the pearly gates? Wow, that's a, that's an interesting question. That's my favorite question to ask on this. What would I want to hear? Or what do I think I would hear? <laughs> uh, it's what I want to hear. No one's um, ever asked that before. What do you that, That'd be some question. <laughs> um, I, I feel like I would hear, how the hell did you get here? <laughs> Joe, you're the great Joe Yankees. I think it's up. But but I, I probably would want to hear something along the lines of like, uh, barely made it as usual. Oh man, I'm sure Joe that uh, you'll be pleasantly surprised when you get a easy seat in heaven. But <laughs> Joe, I could talk to you all day. I said uh, I, it's two thirty, but um, I'm willing to make some adjustments the rest of my day for this. So, um, yeah. Joe, I, like I said, this was a pleasure. Thank you for coming on. I'm gonna literally f finish this meeting, and we're gonna schedule our next one. Hell yeah. You are a great guest. 
Thank you so much, Joe, for this. And I can't wait to keep doing this on a regular basis. One more time. Can you tell us where we can find your work? So, yeah, um, I'm at Yo Jankis on all social media, uh, Instagram. Um, it's two words for SoundCloud if you if you Google it. Um, but uh, um yeah, so that's Y O J A N K U S. It's obviously one word for most handles, but it's it's two words because my name is Joe Yankus. So Y O J A N K U S. Um, and yeah, I uh, I got got plenty of music out there. More to come, um, and uh, more than just music in the works too. So oh, we can't wait to do that. Can't wait to talk again, Joe Yankus. You're an incredible human being. Thank you so much. That's Joe Yankis. I'll see you really soon, Joe. Thank you so much, my friend. Peace out. What an incredible job, Joe Yankis. I can't thank you enough for an amazing, productive conversation. Good man right there. Thank you, Joe. It's story time now, everybody. Let me talk about my experience being in the studio audience of Saturday Night Live. Ladies and gentlemen, Maya Rudolph! Yes, the chills when you hear that Saturday Night Live band. So in the audience, in that big crowd you just heard, you could hear me clapping with the group I was with because I was in the audience of Saturday Night Live this past Saturday with Maya Rudolph hosting Jack Harlow being the music guest. And it was just one humbling special experience I was so blessed to have i mean saturday night live is a big deal to me it's a huge show i grew up with it it helps shape my humor it's something i go to when i'm down in the dumps it's one of the few shows that i'll always go to when i'm feeling upset and it's a great way to connect with certain friends of mine me and my dad have a special bond watching snl together SNL is a big deal to me. And if you've seen my studio, we have many Saturday Night Live references all over. And I got to experience something I've always wanted to in my life and is to be in the be in the audience of Saturday Night Live. Basically how this all came to be was every August you apply to be in the ticket lottery system. You send NBC or Saturday Night Live an email in the month of August, and they'll reach out to you within the calendar year of this season. And once they call you, once you get the opportunity, you come to the show, whether as a standby, whether as a dress rehearsal, whether for the live show. So that's what I did. Literally, as soon as I was old enough, I've been applying. It took years to get these tickets. I think about literally almost 10 years to get these tickets and I am so thankful I got it and it was worth the wait it really was especially for being an SNL fan like I am you know and another thing I'm just such a big fan that my high school newspaper felt it was necessary to give me my top 10 Matt Brown moments at one point the paw print and one of the things that got highlighted for in high school was my love for Saturday Night Live so (laughs) 
that's how you know. That's how you know. So yeah, uh, as I mentioned, I applied every every year for these tickets, and actually last month in February, I got picked to be a part of the standby for the Reggie Jean Page Bad Bunny episode on February twentieth. Specifically standby, so we weren't guaranteed admission, but I went down to New York with a group uh, of mine, and we waited in standby for two hours. We took rapid COVID tests and waited. We were in the lobby of 30 Rock and just wasn't in the cars that night. We waited till about 11.05, and they told us that we weren't able to get in, but they promised that they would get us in another show guaranteed by the end of the season. And you know what? A month later, they kept their promise. So shout out to NBC for keeping their promise like that. We really appreciated me and my entire group. So yeah, I got a call last Friday while I was assembling a mic stand and it was NBC saying, hey, would you like to come to the show on Saturday? So got the group together again. And yeah, we 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 got it. We got the tickets. Maya Rudolph, one of the greatest SNL cast members of all time, coming back. And you gotta see Jack Harlow perform some songs. A rising hip hop artist. Say less. Say less. So drove down to New York again, my city, home away from home. We I got to a parking garage. Up on 50th Street, West 50th Street, across the street from from one of the uh, Broadway theaters in Caroline's. So we got there. And I will say New York was back yesterday for, for sure. Felt like a regular day, just with masks. And first tried to go to Stardust Diner for dinner with a few of us. Uh, Stardust Diner for some dinner. Though the website said they're open, they were closed. So shouts to Google um, and, you know, disappointed there. So then we walked through Times Square to see if we could go to a popular place I went to a lot when I was interning in New York. Specifically, my Nick turned out there. Shout out to you all. And then I've gone there sporadically. His Beer Authority, you know, the bar next to... Port Authority, the bus station. So we walked down to West 40th and 8th. And well, and it's not only looks it was closed, it looks like it's closed for good. So pretty bummed there. A lot of good memories hanging out at Beer Authority. I hope this is just temporary. But, you know, everything was closed off. There were borders nailed to the doors. And it did not look good. So very sad. I really hope Beer Authority is coming back. So many memories there when I started working in New York City. So I walked back downtown, went to another one of my favorites, Lucy's by Madison Square Garden, a nice outdoor bar to hang out with. Went there with Jake Campbell and Dre before, and Gabe. It's a nice little, I believe, it's some Latin restaurant, but it, it's a good vibes there, but it was just too packed. I mean, we showed up and there wasn't even a hostess uh, telling us where to go. You know, so that stunk, but it was too packed, but I'll be definitely going back there. That's one of my favorite places. So then we went to another favorite place of mine, Stout, New York City. Again, place I've hung out a lot with people there. 
And we were able to get in no problems. Watched some of the Sweet 16 games. Saw Villanova go down from Baylor. Let's go, Baylor. Let's get to that national championship game and help me out of my pool. And then we watched a little bit of all Roberts versus... Um, who do they play? Let me see. Hey, Siri. Who do Oral Roberts play against? Sorry, I didn't quite catch that. Who was it? Who was it? Um, oh, it was the Razorbacks. They played against Arkansas. So, tough loss. Only lost by two. So, a nice Cinderella story making the Sweet 16 for Oral Roberts. But we watched that. You know, we drank some beer. Had an awesome server over there. I forgot her name, but she was sweet um, with me and the people I was with. And before you know, we had to go walk all the way back up to 30 Rock again from 34th Street. So 14 block walk and crossed over two avenues and we were there. Back in 30 Rock, we went in. They gave us our, I first signed the group in, told everyone we're here because I was a, a reser- person who made the reservation and was able to get the tickets. Then we waited in the uh, NBC store, group by group. Which is really exciting, just really good vibes. It was just really good vibes. Of course, I don't know for the people I was with, but I was nervous about the COVID test and seeing what would happen. Cause you just never know. And we walk in, we took our rapid COVID test, and then we went back in line to see if we would be getting into the show and in the lobby. Waited a good, I'd say 30 minutes for our test results. And then when the NBC page told us that we were good, it was uh, pretty thrilling, I'm not going to lie. So then we go up, we waited in the NBC lobby, uh, and <laughs> that was awesome. So after we got security checked and everything, got the tickets, if you ever been to an NBC show, whether it's The Tonight Show, whether it's Late Night with Seth Meyers, whether it's SNL, there's this huge lobby for people to sit and hang out at. And this lobby had a vibe tonight. Not only got to see the amazing 46-year history of so many clips and pictures from old casts and old episodes, but you go in, it's like nice, dark, blue, like, club lighting, and they're playing awesome music. This DJ was having fun. We were all just bouncing around and having a good time, bouncing to top 40, bouncing to remixes. And while we were waiting for the show, having some refreshments and, you know, just getting amped up, we were just bouncing around, dancing, feeling good. It was such a a good time. And amongst this stressful year, it was nice to be distracted from everything going on and just dancing for once with a bunch of people and not worrying about COVID with it. So then after that, they told us to turn our phones down and we went into the famous Studio 8H and we sat in the mezzanine. The The seat I was at was, was very, very, very exciting to be in. And I, I, from there, for the next two hours, just flew by. You have the talented Michael Che warming up the crowd and interacting with us for a good 10 minutes, doing a little stand-up as well. You have Keenan Thompson, the legendary Keenan Thompson, coming and doing a James Brown song with Chloe Fineman and Heidi Gardner and Ego Notum. And we and the three the four of them were playing a James Brown song and 
another way to get the vibes. And then from there, we watch the show. Seeing the transitions go one by one in the studio space, the famous 8H. Seeing all the talented cast members they have getting ready. Seeing the talented crew. Shout out to the amazing crew, especially. How they were able to smoothly do their jobs well. Seeing the absolutely legendary Lauren Michaels making sure everything was A-OK. That's all I can say about my experience at SNL. Watching the show and being an audience member. It was just... Like, I can nerd out and talk about how awesome everything is and break everything down and analyze, but all I just have to say is they're really, you appreciate things like SNL after a stressful year that everyone's going through, you know, after just, you know, life's tough. It always has been, always will, but especially in this time, life has been especially challenging. And it was really sweet that SNL has always been that distraction and outlet for me from stress. And now that I can say I was actually in the audience for SNL, that this episode will forever be in the archive. We'll be able to watch it on Peacock. And I'm just, I'm just floored and so happy that I was there. I really was around a great group of people. NBC was just so amazing, treating us well. Security was great. As I mentioned, the cast and crew of SNL, you deserve all the praise you get. You know, who cares about the criticisms about the show now? It's just amazing to see to this day that we can still see a great comedy show live on air every Saturday night. Every Saturday night. We can rely on the amazing people of Saturday Night Live to help us through crazy times and just make us laugh and enjoy life for what it is. So for that, I thank NBC for allowing me and my group to go. I thank SNL for being 46 seasons strong. And as always, I'll be watching every Saturday night or the day after one way or the other. And who knows? Maybe I can host SNL one day. I'll sure be trying for it one way or the other, or just working at Saturday Night Live. With my production background, you know, working at MTV, Nick, A&E, Sirius XM Radio, CNN, the various casting companies I've worked at, and the production houses I've worked at. Who knows what the future brings? But SNL is always an important show to me, and it forever will. And I'm just so thankful that I got experience it full hand in the ultimate way an SNL fan can by being at Studio 8H on a Saturday night. So that's all I got to say about that. We'll be back on Thursday, an MLB preview show. We're going to break everything down. And it's looking like my two good friends, Alex Young and Alessandro Viviano, are coming back to talk about the upcoming baseball season with me. We have a Yankee fan, we got a Met fan, and we got me, a Yankee fan, talking it out and breaking down the highly anticipated baseball season, especially in New York. For I mean, I've it's I've never I haven't remembered maybe not since 06 about I never remembered a season being so hyped for both the Yankees and Mets going into it. Who knows? We might be having a Subway Series the way these two teams are lining up. 
Injuries aside, these are two of the best teams in baseball coming into it. Huge expectations. And as the world is starting to get back to normal once and for all, this is exactly what we need. Some great baseball coming up. So with that, my name is Matt Brown. Thank you again to Joe Yankees for coming on the show. Thank you, the greatest audience and listeners in the world, for tuning in. None of this is possible without you. And I will see you all very, very soon. Have a great start to your week. And I'll be proud of you. Keep doing well, my friends. I'll see you soon. Peace.